0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode 22 of the I Gotta Ask podcast. My name is Daryl, I am the host of the show, and if you're new here, uh, welcome and thanks for joining us. I always say this is a show where I have conversations with cool people who do cool things, and that's the only way I can really describe it, uh, and today's episode is really no different. Uh, chances are, if you're here, it's because, you know, today's guest in some kind of way, or you're a returning listener who is here to check out the latest episode. And in either event, I appreciate the hell out of anyone that supports the show by tuning in. Uh, so thank you all out there who are listening to this right now. I seriously can't extend how happy I am to have you all along for the ride with me each and every episode. Um, and if you are a returning listener who regularly listens to the show, I apologize for the gap in releasing a new episode. Uh, life has been absolutely nuts lately. My day job is keeping me very busy. Uh, my wife and I recently adopted a new dog. Uh, her name is Bun, Bunn, B-U-N-N. Um, <laughs> I realize that now sounds like I'm, I'm saying that's my wife's name. The dog's name is Bun, B-U-N-N. She's a rescue out of Pueblo, Mexico, and she's cute as a button. Uh, She spent six weeks with a foster family upon arriving in Toronto back in June of this year, and our new friends Neil and Sarah took amazing care of our girl until we could bring her home on July 18th. Uh, She's definitely a lot of work. She's definitely very high energy, but she's been a fantastic addition to our home, and we couldn't love her anymore. Uh, Anyway, on to introducing today's guest. Today on the show is a gentleman by the name of Mike Garrett. If you'll remember, a while back I had Josh Lewis of the bands The Bomb Pops and Murderland on the show. And while doing research for his episode, I came across this uh, funny dude that kind of made me giggle a bunch while watching some of Josh's drum playthrough videos. And uh, it turns out that that was was Mike Garrett. And uh, Josh Lewis and Neil Wayne, Neil also of The Bomb Pops, are uh, great friends with Mike and have recently joined Mike's band called Three Chords. And Three Chords recently recorded an album, so I finally had an excuse to meet Mike, at least virtually, over Zoom, and discuss a whole bunch of stuff, including playing drums in the band Assorted Jelly Beans, in addition to being the front man in the band Three Chords. Uh, we talked songwriting, growing up as kids who were into punk and all the associated fashions of the time, um, how and where the new Three Chords record was recorded, and a whole bunch more. And I really feel like every time I do one of these things, I'm super nervous ahead of the call. Uh, I start off by like... You know, not knowing what to say and, and kind of like not knowing what to expect from the guests. Super, super nervous. But by the end of the call, I usually feel like I've made yet another f- new friend. And uh, this, this case was, again, no different. Mike is super cool. He was super fun and easy to talk to um and i think you're really going to like what you hear so mike if you're listening thank you very much once again for being on the show uh i, I can't thank you enough for sparing your time and uh, sharing some of the stories you did and everyone please go follow three chords on instagram and get ready for the drop of the band's record in the coming months all right without further delay let me roll the new podcast intro music yes new so this is uh, part of a, of a song i've been working on and i've decided to make it the, the new intro music going forward um, I like it a lot better than the old stuff uh, that I was using as the intro music. I think it's it's a little more uh, in line with what, what the show is all about, if that makes any sense. But uh, thanks again for being with us. Uh, don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you don't already. And uh, if you could, follow my personal Instagram, which is olsurly. Uh, it's at O-L underscore S-U-R-L-Y. Other than that, kick back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Mike Garrett of the band Three Chords. Sounds right. great. I, I, he, yep, okay, perfectly good. clear. I bought this fucking very expensive microphone, and then it's supposed to be able to be plugged into two places at once, so it would streamline all my shit. And it doesn't. It doesn't do that. When I plug it into uh-huh. the computer and the board, it feeds back. So I get this crazy whining. So I was like, ah. Oh, so I got to use this like separate mic for like the Zoom call, which is kind of stupid, but <laughs> it is what it is.
1: Fucking A, man all We got to right. make do.
0: <laughs> we got to make do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might as well get started. I mean, I'm I'm recording, so we might as well start. Cool. Um, yeah. How's your weekend been so far? How's the game today? Oh, dude. Or no, yesterday. It
1: was, a, it was yesterday. Yeah, it was a blast, man. Me and my dad have had season tickets at USC for 14, 15 years, something like that. I mean, we're not quite as... Uh as advantage as we were in the reggie bush era but uh but yeah i love college football man the rivalry the the marching bands come out and like you know it's just there's there's more and people are more invested i feel in college football yeah than in, the, in the nfl you know
0: yeah and like you guys have been doing that for how long now uh about 15 years man 14 Holy 15 shit. seasons something like that that's yeah, wild dude. it's yeah, awesome it's, that you, it's, and your, you and your dad have that though you know what i mean like dude
1: it's so awesome i it's one of my favorite things to do like we go down there we we booze it up you know we we, we tailgate we eat hot dogs or steaks or whatever the hell we feel yeah. like eating that day you know and then uh you know it's uh the the view you know the people watching is one of my favorite pastimes yeah. so
0: <laughs> oh for sure man i love like big events like that just to see like you know, the debauchery that goes on when there's that drinking involved. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so you're, you must be a big football fan then just college. Or are you like a big NFL fan too, or?
1: Oh, I, I uh, i mostly just college, man, to be honest with you. I, uh, I, been following USC football just because of my dad. He, he was yeah. into it, and it was like a way for us to spend time together, you know. Um, uh most recently, like my buddy Scotty's giving me shit. He's like, You need to pick an NFL team, and he's a Raiders fan. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, All right, I'll pick I'll pick the first team that comes back to LA, and it just so happened to be the Rams. So so I guess you could say I'm a Rams fan, but I just enjoy football, man. Yeah. It's just uh, you know, American football, it's fun to watch. It's, oh, sure. it's, it's very interesting. So did you play at all
0: like in high school? Mm.
1: No, nah, man. I actually I actually grew up playing hockey.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow.
1: Big hockey fan. Big Kings fan. No um, shit. You know, people always yeah. People always wonder like, uh, you know, because I'm an Angels fan. I grew up. I was born in Anaheim. Grew up in Anaheim. Um, people always wonder like, how come you're how come you're not a Ducks fan? I'm like, I'm a Kings fan because I was a fan of hockey before there were Anaheim. Ducks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right.
0: I know some of these new like expansion teams. Oh, I mean, like the Mighty Ducks been around forever now, but it's it's weird when a new team comes out. Like like L.A. just got a team and. You know they did amazing their first couple seasons is like insane. Yeah, right? dude, Las
1: Vegas Golden Knights, like oh my god, the stuff that they did, insane, dude, insane. I mean these expansion teams they have so much going for them too. You know they they get all these first round picks, they get to pick players from any team that they want in the NHL. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Like, and I'm not a huge like I won't you know I won't say that I'm a huge sports fan in general like I did watch hockey with, when I was a kid with my dad I played it but not never like competitively right just like with buddies like shinny games and shit like that but yeah. um you know like it, watching it now and seeing like how many like how many more teams have joined the league like just in my lifetime and and they just have the money to throw at it like those expansion teams like like LA had the cash right they just they made it happen yeah. and it it makes yep. it exciting you know what i mean because you're adding teams like back in the day like what was it like the original 6 or whatever the hell they called those first teams it's like i can't imagine how boring that season would be <laughs> you
1: know I, mean? I know right it's just like oh it's them again huh? yeah them again. And it's these guys hey i i know you <laughs> yeah totally
0: <laughs> he's totally. got a mole he's got the, he's got the left left
1: uh, the starting left left winger has a mole behind his left ear you
2: know <laughs> oh man
0: how has the uh the what was the pandemic situation like in the stadium like was it is it spread out are people still being careful with like all the covid shit on
1: it <laughs> honestly
0: uh uh americans are just stupid
1: man <laughs> i hate to say it that way but I, I honestly most people are just so ridiculous about it like oh you know it's not a, it's not even a big deal it's just the cold it's just the cold my like, people are dying yeah hello you know mask up get vaccinated don't be an idiot you know what i mean it's yeah, that that kind of stuff it's it's for the birds as far as i'm concerned dude I, uh, you got to be some kind of piece of shit to not care about somebody else's grandma or their dad that has a breathing condition. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, my right. my right to not wear a mask means more than your, you know, 80 lives that I might kill. There would be 80 people I might kill along the way. It's just ridiculous.
0: It's pretty wild. But man. yeah, it's, but yeah, in the
1: stadium, it was, I mean, it was, uh, most people were masked up, you know, like, you know, unless you're eating or drinking, but yeah. uh, full capacity, you know what I mean? Like, wow. I mean, I had, people i don't know next to me behind me in front of me so
0: yeah and it's it's starting to get that way here too like i'm up in canada right i'm in ontario i'm like an hour southwest of toronto and like okay it's starting to things are starting to open up more they're allowing more more people at these events like my buddies are playing a show on thursday night and i really want to go down but it's like the fucking numbers are going back up again like i'm a type one diabetic i don't want to catch this shit right even though i'm vaccinated and they're reducing numbers it still feels weird You know, it's like, it's never gonna, I don't think it's gonna feel normal for a long time. And, and maybe they're right, maybe the the new variant is more catchy, but it's not, it's not as serious as the last one. Like, maybe it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, but whatever, it's like, it still feels weird to go to a show and have people singing around you. And, you know, even if you're masked up, it's like, the mask helps, but it's not, you know, it's not end all be all, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's like you know, uh, like I'll never forget my first warp tour back in like '99 or 2000, whenever it was. Hmm. And uh, you know, it's like people putting their arms in the air. Next thing you know, you get shoved, and your face goes smack dab or someone's oh, yeah. armpit, sweaty yep. armpit. Like, ugh. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> like uh, when it comes to shows, especially punk shows, because we push each other around and yeah. we pick each other up and we fall. But we push of each other around, dude. we making contact. So
0: yeah, no, totally. And that's that's what I mean. Like, I I want to go to this show, and and I know it's gonna be distance and stuff, but it just it doesn't feel the same anymore like it's not the same environment but i mean i want to support them i want to go check i love the band um they're close friends of mine yep. I, I kind of made close friends. they used to be on victory records their band called somehow hollow they've been on the show a bunch nice. like those guys have been on the show a bunch and they they mm-hmm. um, you know they support me and what i do so i kind of want to go support them but it just it feels very strange to be going back into a, a small club you know what i mean then yep. limited capacity like what does that mean like how am i going to be able to be yeah. six feet from the guy next to me or not i don't know right yeah exactly man
1: it's uh and like it, i i want things to go back to normal so bad
2: yeah.
0: but
1: the, like re- literally the only way for that to happen is for everyone to be smart and vaccinate themselves and then kill this thing you know what i mean yeah. like that like i the way i explain it to people that are like anti-vaxxers or against this shit i'm like dude do you know why we don't have polio here yeah anymore yeah uh because there's a vaccination for it that's right <laughs> you know like like uh, uh, um. The thing about kids going to school, I I vaccinated my kids. I got mm-hmm. they got all their shots before they had to go to school. Yep. And they're talking about requiring these vaccinations for kids to go to school.
2: Yeah.
1: I was 100 percent behind it then, and I'm 100 percent behind it now. Yeah. I don't want some kid to get my kids sick because they didn't, you know, their parents didn't want to vaccinate them.
0: That's the thing, and it's like you, you want people to have the freedom to to decide, but at the same time, it's like I was just saying this to my nephew. He's he's 15, and he doesn't want to get vaccinated. And I said to him like, like, what's your worry? Well, it's so new. And I'm like, yeah, but so were all these vaccines that you know wiped this shit out years ago. You have to, you yeah. know, it's part of like the almost like the civic duty type thing to to go and get it so that we can try for to sure. eliminate it, or at least at least reduce the instances of it being around. Like I think this one is not going anywhere. You know, this one I think is going yeah. to stay for forever, just like the flu. But I mean, if they if they've got a vaccine that helps, you know what I mean, and at least helps the spread or whatever, then. I think we all gotta get it and just try to get it back to normal, you know?
1: Absolutely. And like like what you said, freedom of choice is like everything, dude. Like yeah. that is so huge. And like they everyone should have the choice and the right. But if you're if you make that decision, you know, it's like it's like that saying, you know, you made your bed and a lay in it. Yeah. You know, uh you 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 want to travel, uh, you know, fly and travel somewhere outside of the country, but you're not vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. your choice it's just your choice to not vaccinate. So it's basically your choice to not fly.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like And that's what I mean. Like these people that don't want to get vaccinated, they still want to do the same shit everybody else does. And it's like, but you're putting people potentially at risk. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know, the vaccine, I don't think is the end all be all. I don't think it is what everyone expected it to be, but it's better Mm. than nothing. You know what I mean? At least it's, it'll help you. If nothing else, it'll help you if you catch it, you know, to have less symptoms or no symptoms at all. Right. But,
1: exactly right exactly
0: right i don't know anyway we should tell the listeners um usually i'll do an intro before before the uh podcast but we should tell okay. the listeners um your name is mike garrett and uh what what bands are you a part of right now
1: uh, i am currently playing guitar and singing in three chords and uh, i play drums in a sort of jelly beans i'm kind of like a step drummer though <laughs>
2: um
1: rick falamir uh he left um, to go play with the Awkabats after Travis Barker started oh, playing wow. with Lincoln A2. Okay. Um, So uh, they kind of needed to fill in. And actually, Mike Solari, this really cool dude that I, I've only met like once or twice, but a super cool dude actually uh, was filling in at the time. And then they kind of went back and forth. And then it was, I, I joined the band in 2009. And, um, and that was a lot of fun, man. I, uh, I grew up listening to these guys. And like, if you were to ask me like, uh, okay, so do you... Would you rather play in the show? Like, doesn't it piss you off that like Rick Fellow comes back from time <laughs> to time, and plays these like rad shows? I'm like, ah, dude, you, you would think so, because I mean if you were to ask me, I would rather play the show. Duh. Right. You know,
2: right. No shit. Duh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, I'm I'm a fanboy. I grew up listening to these guys. I listened to them when I was in junior high school. I've seeing the original lineup of any band, <laughs> yeah. epic,
0: dude. Oh, sure. You know, like I'm
1: all I'm all about it, dude. Let's let's go, baby. Let's go. You know, <laughs>
0: that's pretty wild, oh, man. man.
1: Front row, singing along, dude. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) And it's awesome that you can have both of those experiences with that band. You know, you're a fan. You said you listened to them, like, growing up. So, like, now you can be in the band and play some shows, but then also see them, like, from time to time. Like, you can't ask for better than that. It's amazing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And then tell me about Three Chords. So Three Chords, I know, is not a new project. I haven't been able to find any music. Do you have music online anywhere?
1: We actually don't right now. Um, it was basically just like a pet project for yeah. me. Um, I'm a natural drummer. I, I've I've played the drums for 27 years yeah. plus, you know. Um, but I've always I've always had a love for music and stuff like that. And I, growing up listening to Green Day, like literally Billy Joe taught me how to play the guitar and <laughs> sing. You know, like I would tune my guitar in in E, yeah. and then I'm like, how come I can't?
2: Where, where's that low <laughs>
1: note? I can't go any lower. What's going on? You know, I was like 10 years old, 12 years old, yeah. listening to these hitting power chords until i hit the right note you know and then i'm like all right so that's this one This no mystery this, <laughs> you know? yeah um but uh no so uh three chords is like just a pip. i was just for fun you know um i really enjoy being a front man too there's something about it oh yeah uh i uh i'm, I'm very loud and obnoxious like people either love <laughs> me, <laughs> you know like this fucking loud or this guy's funny as hell you know it's a it's <laughs> there's no screen <in> there <laughs> yeah um uh, but yeah it was uh basically just a pet project. And then um I was actually in it with uh, uh so our drummer, our original drummer Oliver, actually is a guitarist. Um and I wanted to bring him into three chords to play guitar because mm. it's hard to find, you know, so I was like, fuck it, I'll just play drums. I'll write the songs and I'll play the drums. Um, he didn't like the lyrics that I was writing. He's like, dude, I don't know if I can say this stuff, dude. Like I have a tiny wiener and I'm an alcoholic Like I don't know if I can sing this in front of people, they're gonna think it's my words, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like all right, understandable he's like but i can play drums i was like wait you can play the drums he's like yeah i was like cool man And he's like he's super aggro super fast you know what i mean like playing with him was always a, not a challenge but it was like uh interesting right you know what I mean? uh and then ricky uh ricky boyer the bass guitarist for sort of jelly beans was writing songs with me you know he was writing songs i was writing songs we we're kind of collaborating on stuff um and then uh that we did that for I don't know, probably eight years or so. And then it got to a point where like, we, you know, especially the pandemic, we, I haven't seen those dudes in a while. Um, when the pandemic hit, Josh from the, Josh Lewis from the Bomb Pops mm. is um, friends, dude. We, we grew up together. I mean, while well, we started in Drumline together, fr- you know, freshman year in high school, um, have known each other since then. I mean, Neil was mm. a year behind us, you know? Um, but uh, uh, with Josh, it, it, he, so one of our friends passed away, and I told him, I was like, dude, come back to my house, dude, let's, let's drink some beers and smoke some pot in honor of John, you know, let's mm-hmm. do this thing. So he came back, we're hanging out, and pandemic hits. And he's a musician, dude, He has, yeah, and at this point, he has, like, nowhere to go. Uh, you know, not nowhere to go, but I was like, dude, why don't you just stay here with me, you know, we'll stay here, we're already in quarantine together, basically, let's just stay, stay here and stay safe you know and he kind of reinvigorated my love for writing songs and i was you know sitting in the garage fucking with him you know Mm. just playing my guitar uh so that 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 kind of where that started Mm. and then um then with neil you know we just like asked him if he was doing anything and he said no (laughs) and he's like just like this you know these zoom meetings are like you know facetimes and shit and writing songs and uh we put together a Rad record, dude. I love it. I mean, I don't know what other people are going to think, and really, I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> I, write, I write music for me. But if they love it, cool, man. If they don't and they hate it, then cool. I don't give a shit. Everyone has their opinion, you know? Opinions are like assholes. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I saw, like, the, I thought that was the first, for whatever reason, I thought that was the first iteration of that band. And then I went back, like, I always do a bit of a deep dive into people's, like, social media just to see, find some stuff to talk about. And, like, you know, I and I see that this is, you know an original lineup from many years ago, and then that mm-hmm. these two guys are new. And of course, I should tell you and everybody else that the the way I came across um, you was actually in in one of Josh's videos. Obviously, Josh is the drummer for the Bomb pop. so he was making mm-hmm. some videos. I think it was for like S Bam or Spam or however you say that the 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 Couch Fest thing that they did.
1: Yeah, yeah, Spam.
0: Yeah, and then he had some some drum playthroughs. And you walked through, at the very start, I think, of one of the playthroughs, you walked through and went, uh, and I'll apologize for this uh, this um, impression of you right now, because it's terrible, but you went, you went, it. Josh, Josh Lewis plays his own fucking songs, take 98 fucking thousand, and I thought, <laughs> 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 I thought it was the funniest shit, and it just stuck in my head, and I'm like, who is that guy? So I kind of tried to bring you up, he was on the show a while back, uh, and I tried to bring you up, and... and and we kind of got off. He he quickly moved off topic, but I was trying to find out some more background info on you because I wanted to know like who you were and how you guys how you guys knew each other. And he, he did tell me a little bit about you, um, and that you guys kind of grew up together and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, and then yeah. once I saw the three core thing, I'm like, okay, here's my opportunity to talk to this Mike guy because he's fucking hilarious. His Instagram's cool, <laughs> and he hangs out with Josh. Who you know, obviously anyone that hangs out with Josh that is allowed to hang out with Josh is probably gonna be a cool guy because he's a fucking cool guy. Right? So I thought I better talk to you when I can. So I was excited. That's I saw right. this. Uh, I saw this this project, and then I see that those two guys are in the band with you. And I'm going, fuck! This is looks like something pretty cool happening here.
1: Yeah, man. We we uh, like I said, dude. We've been really good, tight, close friends for a long time. Him, him, Neil, and I, do Like we've known each other for years. Yeah. Um, actually, like uh, it's funny because um, uh, it's funny how like things uh things happen, how things progress. Because when uh we we all started playing music together in high school. You know, like uh, I was on the drums, Josh was on the drums, Neil was playing bass, and Mm -hmm. we were in different bands, different iterations. We were in bands together where I was singing, Josh was drumming, you know, where I was drumming and Josh or Neil was playing the bass, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so we all kind of had, and then we kind of collaborated. I had, you know, Josh is on the drums, Neil's on the bass, I'm singing lead vocals. Um, So we kind of grew up learning all this stuff together. Mm. Um, And uh, and it's just, it's funny too, because Josh, when he started playing the drums, I, I had, you know, Five, six years on it.
2: Yeah, you know, and he's
1: asking me questions. Hey Mike, how do you do that? How do you do this? I'm teaching him shit,
2: you know. Yeah. Excuse
1: me. And now now I'm watching him play live. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, how do you, how what? <laughs> like just beyond impressed, dude. Just yeah. beyond impressed. And then uh it's funny with the bomb pops. Um, I met I met them, the the girls, uh Polly and Jen actually before neil and josh met them oh, nice on i'm sure with the assorted jelly beans yeah we were oh. in las vegas at dive bar and um we played a show with them i was like oh these chicks are super fucking cool they write rad songs yeah. i love this dude it's awesome you know and then um uh i don't know maybe a year and a half or two years later uh josh is like oh yeah so neil actually uh started playing in this band called the bomb pops and i was like dude i know who they are
2: yeah
1: <laughs> you know? yeah, i found sick. them first dude you know? <laughs> but you know it's, it's 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 just funny dude and like so i i i tag along any any chance i get dude anytime i can go like on on a tour with them oh, or yeah. like a we'll show and i drum tech for josh and just help out with the band and stuff you know um so it's, it's kind of cool like still like being in the scene that way too and seeing like the Ooh, backstage yeah. side of it you know and, and instead of just being the the talent you know sitting in your dressing room you yeah. know i'm, I'm like and tuning drums and saying shit, up. it's a it's a different animal for sure. But it's still it's still a blast. The scene, the people, everything about it. I just love it.
0: Oh yeah, man. And like you know, just like you, you said, Josh started. He told me he didn't start really playing a drum kit until he like was in like Mi, which is fucking insane. That you know, someone with his kind of talent, he's by far like my favorite punk drummer, uh, my, probably my favorite drummer ever. He's just. He's super talented, really creative, and when he told me, like, when he was on the show and told me that he didn't start playing a kit until he was, like, you know, like, almost in his 20s, like, that is insane, you know? Like, to, you'd think somebody with that kind of skill would have been playing from the time they were, like, you know, able to hold the sticks, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man, but I'm telling you, man, I, I, uh, I'm I, not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty decent drummer, too. I mean, obviously, I've yeah. playing with these sort of joints, you know? I'm not Josh. By any stretch of the imagination, I mean, fucking throw that shit out right away, dude. Like, <laughs> no way. If it's if it's gonna be me or him, it's gonna be him. Duh. Yeah. You know. But um, drumline background is so huge when it comes to being a drummer. It just it, it it's easier for you to find that pocket. You know, your 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 everything, man. Like yeah. your 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 sticking, your hands, like um your technique, everything. It just made, it's made so much better by being rudimentary
0: first. Yeah, you know? totally. I saw that picture you posted of, uh, speaking of diving back in your Instagram, like back in December, you, you posted a picture of you and Josh all baby faced with your, with your <laughs> Yamaha snares or whatever those fucking drums are on. Yeah. Your- <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to, they look like babies, man, like literal babies. Dude. And we were babies, I mean, Oh my god! I people used to confuse
1: us for each other all the time. Yeah, and I'm like I, per, personally, uh, uh, Josh, if you're listening to this, I apologize, but I'm more handsome than you, motherfucker, <laughs> all day, every day. So there's that. You, you're better at the drums, all right? But I'm better looking. At, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's just funny. Like people are like, "Oh, you, are you guys brothers?" And we're like, "Nope, just best friends." <laughs> yeah, I, I thought
0: the same thing when I saw the picture. I'm like, "Holy shit!" And I had to like kind of like zoom it in and like look. I'm like, "Fuck," they're so baby faced and they look so similar. How old did you guys have been in that picture? <laughs>
1: Oh God! We were—I was 16 and Josh was 15 wow. at the
0: time. That's wild shit. It's so funny to see the fashion of the time because I was—I'm—I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you guys. I think I forget how old Josh said he was—36 maybe. Or thirty, yeah, yeah, and hey, thirty, thirty-five.
1: He'll be thirty-six in October.
0: Okay, okay, and I'm thirty-nine, so I, I, I'm not that much older. So that fashion was pretty much identical to what I was wearing at the time, and it was, it was so funny. It was like just a flashback, like you know, you see a picture or a smell or something, and it just brings back all these memories. I'm like, oh fuck, that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, we used to take like old socks and roll them up and stuff them in the in tongues. The tongues to yeah, 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 totally, man.
0: <laughs> such a the stupid thing. Pants, the but baggy like, pants. And- <laughs> But what was the point of that? Like, I know that tongue hey. thing, we did it too. And we were like, why the fuck are we doing
1: this? <laughs> so Dude, especially looking back on it now, it's like, okay, wait. So, so where did we get the socks? Did we cut them and like use the same sock every day? Because that's pretty <laughs> fucking gross in my, in my personal opinion. Now it's a whole yeah. thing. Right? You yeah. know, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, oh God, all this uh, so many stupid, dude, the baggy pants, the wallet chains,
0: you know oh, what yeah. I mean? All that shit, all <laughs> that shit, the spiked bracelets, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. All that stuff, like, we all, it, it we thought matter. we were so, we thought we were so cool, bro. Yeah, we we so- I remember my dad sitting me down and, sit, like, he saw me with a studded bracelet one day, and he's like, okay, that's enough, like, he sat me down, and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, what is all this shit? And I'm like, it's it's just fashion. Like, don't worry. No, he's like, you look <laughs> stupid. You gotta stop doing it. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna. And then of course, there's like, now it's like fucking set. Now everything I have has has to studs on it, right? But yeah. looking back on it, he was he was kind of right. It looked pretty fucking stupid, but it was it was our fashion. It's what we did, right?
1: Absolutely, it was absolutely what we did. Yeah, it's, oh, all this, yeah, all that stupid shit. I mean, i i had a I had a stupid like Gilligan like flat billed hat. I remember like the visors, we used to wear visors and I'd wear it upside down, you know, with the (laughs) bill sticking up in the air. Like you see yourself, like you look back at yourself when you're doing that shit and you're like, what the
0: what the fuck were you thinking dude? oh man yeah the embarrassment i'm glad there's not more photos like if i had grown up in a time where everybody had a cell phone that was capable of taking high-res pictures like we do now i, I mean mm-hmm. god i would have been a lot more careful about what i did you know what i mean And what i wore because <laughs> i don't want, i'm so happy there's not more record of what we looked like and the stupid shit we pulled when we were kids you know what i mean it's just silly absolutely
1: how did how did your folks do
0: with you growing like i, I take it you were obviously listening to punk back then and and into the whole scene oh, yeah. so how, how did well, they did you- make out with it
1: uh well it's it's funny because uh um uh i grew up uh i grew up in a uh
0: we
2: were we
1: didn't have a lot of money let's just put it that way yeah. so the schools i went to the areas i lived in you know um uh i i thought like i was going to be like the next like hip-hop rapper mm. when i was a kid you know like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I grew up listening to like you know wu-tang clan and all that stuff and then my sister uh my oldest sister amy uh, s- uh started listening to like green day weezer bands like that yeah and uh I kind of just fell in love, you know, when I was, I don't know, probably eight, seven, eight years old, something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so, like, it kind of progressed from there. And my parents have, have always been super cool. We've always been a super open family. They've always been super accepting of me and who I am and, like, what I do. Uh, plus, they listen to country music, so they can eat a dick if they have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some country's no, not no, bad. Some country's not bad.
1: I'm kidding. I, I'm totally kidding. My wife listens to country <laughs> music, too. And I actually, like, I respect good I respect good. Good music when it's good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Regardless of the genre, regardless of... You know, this or that. Um, I just I, I just like to dig. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. No, it's, it's more it's more it's more fun to, you know, like fuck with people and, <laughs> and yeah. mostly for reactions, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, man.
0: I, I get it. Like I and I've shit on country lots too, but I mean, especially pop country. I mean, like the older country, you know, is great. The, the the sort of outlaw country bands and shit like that are great, yep. but the new stuff, a lot of it is just so so cheesy like i can't get behind it but i recognize that some of those people are the most amazing musicians in the world you know what i mean like yeah like brooks and amazing vocals yeah yeah that band brooks and dunn like i i have a record of theirs because it was i think it was i think the record's called hillbilly deluxe and it had a a single on it by the same name and i heard the single Mm -hmm. and i'm like holy fuck so i listened to a few few of the more tracks in the album like this is first of all this is amazing songwriting second of all the playing is fantastic on this and they pull it off live oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. amazingly so you know can't deny like the talent there. Right. But is it what Absolutely, I reach for? Man. No, <laughs> uh, no, no,
1: definitely not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shuffling through my, my yeah. country playlist, you know, as I'm driving to work in the morning. No, Yeah. Like dude, like you said, like Garth Brooks, amazing, dude. Like, oh, like, shit, he, yeah. like even, even the whole shit, like Hank Williams, dude, like it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's good music, dude. Like, and they're, they're, they're being soulful about it, you know? Yeah. But like a lot of, like you said, it, you hit, you hit the nail on the fucking head, bro. Like, Country, pop country music nowadays—it's like listening to Britney Spears. You know, she doesn't even write her own tunes. Like somebody writes the songs for her, and she's the performer. Is that really an artist? I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess you could. I'm, I'm sure people would disagree with me. Yeah, <laughs> there are there but, people out there that would, but. Yeah, but in my opinion, dude, I write my tune. I write. Yeah. I write. I write tunes, or I'll write parts to somebody else's tune. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, so. and and like. I have a lot of respect, and I and I'm not a fan at all. But I'm I have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift because I I saw like this this factoid thing on some some fucking I don't know where I saw it. If it was a magazine on television, it said she was the only female country artist to write more than eighty percent of the songs on her record since Dolly Parton, and I was like, that is fucking incredible, right? And like, hell songs, yeah. so many hits, right? So clearly, like a talented songwriter. Again, never I don't own any of her records. I don't you know seek it out and listen to it, but. You know, you have to you have to give props where they where they're deserved, right? And and absolutely I mean, she is an incredible artist. It's undeniable. But you know, I don't think you have to necessarily like the music to to recognize that, right? Unless she's like no, definitely not, definitely. You know, in the more immature days, I would have said, ah, fuck her, that music's bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But <laughs> as you grow up and try to write tunes, your own tunes, you go, holy fuck! You realize how hard it actually is to write a hit, right?
1: Absolutely, do not. I mean, not not to mention like you get to a certain age and you have to realize that uh my opinion isn't your opinion and it doesn't mean that i can say fuck your opinion that's right (laughs) you know what i mean just because it's different from mine doesn't mean that you're wrong yeah Uh, you might think that i'm wrong you know but at the end of the day um, personal opinions are personal opinions for a reason you know i uh, so yeah as far as that goes i mean do what you want be who you are Fuck everyone else, dude. Who cares if it's yeah. an unpopular opinion or the popular opinion? Whatever you're behind, whatever you follow, yeah. do you? You
0: yeah, know, I think a lot of artists out there had they have tried, had they had tried to follow popular opinion, wouldn't have produced the music that they've produced. You know what I mean? You know, even guys Absolutely. like 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 Beck, for example. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Beck. When I was younger, I thought Beck was fucking stupid, and now I look back on it, I'm like, his songwriting is fucking genius, amazing. You know what I mean? Dude, it's genius. It's,
2: it's genius,
1: yeah. dude. I. I am, uh, yeah, I, I'm 100% behind you, dude. I, I agree fully. But Beck is definitely one of those guys that, like, when I, when I was a kid, I was like, pop radio bullshit, yep. you know? And now, like, listen, like you said, listening back to it, you're like, holy shit. like.
0: And I couldn't that believe was... that it was pop radio at the time. Like, when I was a kid listening to that, you know, you put something on, I'd go, this is so, this song is so stupid, like Devil's Haircut, what the fuck is that, right? And then you grow up and you realize yeah. he was so ahead of, of where everybody else was in, in his thinking yep. about songwriting. And so. And Zappa was the same way, you know what I mean? I'm not a big Zappa fan either, but I, you know, I recognize that he was pushing, you know, the envelope with his music at the time, you know, yeah, compared to what everybody else was doing.
1: Absolutely. And that, and that's so huge too, man. Like, I, I think being, being, being yourself and doing your own kind of thing, you know, especially like being a songwriter, I, I... Everything that I write is like emotionally attached to me in some way, shape or form, regardless Mm -hmm. if it's stupid or not. You know what I mean? Like I, I, like, uh, uh, we have a song on our record that we, that we're going to release soon. Not really sure when, but uh, it's called, the song is called 30 seconds to pizza. Okay. (laughs) And it's literally a 30 second song about the, Pizza being delivered, and my son, who's who was five years old at the time, you know he's six now, wrote the lyrics for it, like (laughs) legit, and and the melody, like he's so excited for the pizza. (laughs) The pizza's almost here. The pizza's almost here. And I was like, the pizza. That's brilliant. (laughs) I was like, let's go for it. You know, so like as as stupid as it may sound to somebody that just puts it on and listens to it, they're like, oh, that's ridiculous. But like it was, like, like a song that me and my son wrote
0: together, you yeah. know, it's like really cool, yeah and and you know what? like sometimes that's where the best melodies come from is not having like and you're not you're not in your own head, you know what I mean? you're just you're yep. just blurting something out and all of a sudden it's like, wow, that actually is pretty good, you know what I mean? like yeah, uh, you know, speaking about the bomb pops, like like I, I am a big fan of the bomb pops, and I follow the you know the whole band on Instagram and everything and like Paulie sure, and sure. Mike, Paulie and Mike very often are just like. Humming bullshit things to each other and and just making jokes through you know with this these melodies attached. And I'm like, that's actually a pretty fucking good melody. You know? What I mean? <laughs> like,
1: yeah. But... Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Hell yeah. I love Paulie and Mike too. they're dude. Uh, Paulie's fucking amazing. Mike is probably one of the best songwriters I've ever met. Yeah. Like his melodies, his lyrics. Like he's a fucking genius, and oh, he's a yeah sexy front man dude when he's up there and he's doing his thing it's like oh my god i'm so impressed like just so impressed by that i'm a
0: huge murderland fan and like i you know me too i only found out about murderland through finding out about the bomb pops and then following the girls and then seeing this mr murder guy mr murder guy Well, who the fuck is oh it's polly's husband and then one day i I clicked on i'm like let's check him out clicked on it saw that he was in murderland started listening to murderland and boom like became this fucking overnight huge murderland fan like, I listen to them every day. Like, all their albums are on my Spotify, like, constantly just in rotation. And you're right. Like, the songwriting is fucking amazing. The, from the live shit, like, I don't know if you've seen, like, their Bridge City Sessions thing on, like, on YouTube. I have. I just I watched have. it again last night because it's fucking amazing, right? Like, it, like, I had a couple of fucking tokes and put it on. And I was like, oh, and just watching fucking Josh just drum like a fucking animal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and all the guys, are they're laughing and shoving each other around. I'm just like, this fucking band is, like, top of the list for me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, dude. Dude, Pat, Jerry, Tony, yeah. Mike, Josh, dude. They're they're so all, And actually, it's funny because I, uh, uh, Josh was on tour with the Bon Pops at the time, and the had an opportunity to play like a private party event, mm-hmm. and uh, they asked me if I would fill in for drums for Josh. Wow. And I was like, I was like uh yeah <laughs> like of course like set, send me the fucking set list bro let's do this shit fucking nope. right uh, and i ended up i ended up learning uh like 20 Murderland songs in like i want to say it was like three or four weeks and um yeah we played the set it was a blast And i told the dudes I, like our last practice before we played this the, the set i was like guys i just want to tell you that this is the most fun i've ever had playing my drums i love your songs and i love you
0: all Let's do this again sometime. Oh, fuck yeah, man. That is <laughs> incredible. Fuck,
1: I'll,
2: I'll,
1: yeah, I will fucking Tonya Harding Josh <laughs> to get that chance to play. <laughs> <Not this shit. laughs>
0: Take him out of the wrist so he can't fucking hold his face <laughs> yeah. anymore. No, I've, I've said that to a bunch of people, man. Like, they look like they have so much fun when they play. And the songs are fun. Like, they're, they're yep. lighthearted, but, you know, like, the, the lyrics are obviously, like, pretty crazy in some songs, but it's, it's all in fun, right? It's all in jest and it like, Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. a lot of it's metaphor and, but just they look like they have such a blast every time they play, like all the live stuff I've seen like that, like again, that bridge city sessions, they just look like a fun band to be in. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I've always wanted to be part of something like that in the band that I kind of, I play guitar with. Um, we're like that too, but we just don't play enough. You know what I mean? Like the, those guys kind <clears throat> of outgrew that shit. And when we do get together to play, it's like old stuff. We don't, we don't write any new, any new tunes. But, like, we had a lot of fun, too. But that band in particular, like, I can imagine what it would be like being on the road with those guys. And, of course, we've, you know, the other guys, like Jerry, was on the show, and we've talked about them, how they've had, you know, arguments. Everyone's going to argue, stick a bunch of guys in a van and go down the road. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. But they look like, for the most part, they enjoy each other's company a lot and have a shitload of fun, and the music is fucking amazing, right? So, how could you, to have an opportunity like you did to play with them, that is incredible. You know, congratulations yeah, man. on that. <laughs>
2: Dude,
1: thank you so much. Like, like I said, man, it was it was it was short lived, you know like but like I, i've talked to this dude since then yeah. and they're like mike you're part of the murderland family if, if if josh ever can't do it we'll just hit you up you know like oh, yeah um like which is super rad for me dude like i because I, I have a full-time job yeah. you know what i mean i got a wife and two yeah. kids at home i got a mortgage to pay i uh, punk punk rock's not gonna ever pay my bills dude yeah. you know what i mean but th- that's fine that's okay because it doesn't need to no nope. i enjoy the shit out of playing music with my friends yeah. like like seriously like that willie nelson lyrics dude the life i love is making music with my friends like dude mm, yeah get it willie that's it's it's beautifully said because it's 100 true there's no better feeling than finishing a song and bouncing ideas back and forth off each other and then playing it together as a groove and you look around the dudes that you are playing these songs with you absolutely love you know yeah. it's just there's there's yeah. no better feeling
0: no. And like, that's what it's all about, man. Like I, am in the same boat. Like I have a, you know, I have a big kid job. I, I don't fucking particularly enjoy what I do. And, and I would obviously love to be making music for a living instead, but yeah, you know, it doesn't pay the bills. You know, like I can sit uh-huh. here and write bullshit demos all day long, but I know nothing I write's ever going to be, you know, something that, that makes me independently wealthy. You know what I mean? It's just, it's for fun. And, and I think I've said this before, like anytime you introduce money into something you love, it usually like will spoil it for you, right? And but not always the case. I know a lot of bands that are successful and touring around and and doing well, but it's not for everybody, right? It's not possible. Definitely. Definitely not,
1: dude. And like like I mean, like honestly, if you did want to make money doing this, like making music, you'd have to go the popular route, dude. You'd have to start writing country tunes or or like maybe like hip-hop tunes, yeah. something like that. Like and like, I mean, Uh, If you're not the Beastie Boys, good luck. Yeah, Uh, you
0: know. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and a lot of this new pop punk stuff. Like, like I think the songs I write, I try to write them as pop punk songs. But pop punk now is not what pop punk was when we were kids. It's different. Oh, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, absolutely,
0: absolutely, absolutely. What do you? What would you call the style of your tunes? Like, because I have only heard little snippets. Like, is it consider it like (laughs) punk or pop punk or? I would say
1: mostly pop punk. Um, um, and That's what's so beautiful about it too, is like uh, there's a couple of tunes on the record, uh, the three chords record that I wrote, you know, years ago without Josh and Neil. Um, But uh, uh, there's just a, like listening back to like the, uh, like as we're trying to mix master this shit and like listening back to these tunes, I can just hear it. I hear the camaraderie, the friendship, the bond between the three of us.
2: Yeah. Because we
1: legit grew up together listening to the same fucking music. Mm-hmm. When the new albums hit, we got the new albums, you know? When the the tours were on, we were at the shows together. Mm-hmm. So we all grew up listening to the same shit, dude. Um, and uh, uh, it, it, it's, a, I, I would say pop punk, because that's kind of the genre that we mostly like gravitated towards. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's, it's so beautiful. Like, like I, I, I consider myself, okay, I am the worst musician in the band okay because i'm a natural drummer i i i yeah. can i can i can fake it on the guitar okay? yeah i'm not excellent at all nor do i have like this excellent like fucking you know davy havoc voice or you know i'm not i i, I i'm not still you know i'm I, i'm not whitney houston you know what i'm saying and i'm okay with that josh yeah. and neil are the the foundation they're the rhythm section but it's beautiful because I'll, I'll, I'll I, I'll come up with a melody most of the time in the shower is when I usually come up with my melodies. Um, because like you said, it's like alone time, I have nothing else in yep. my mind. All mm-hmm. of a sudden I'm like, you know, this melody pops in my yeah. head. I start writing down lyrics. I start, you know, I put together a, 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 a foundation for a rhythm track, you know, for uh, for a chord progression mm-hmm. for a song. I send it to Neil. Neil changes my progression to fit he doesn't like it's not like he wipes yeah. it out and does something completely different but he he changes it to make it fit better you know and make it sound
0: just tweaks that it much
1: more rad. yeah he makes it sound that much more rad you know and then josh comes in and he has these rhythm changes ideas and then he also has like lyrical changes ideas oh, really? so like 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 dude so when it comes to like three chords it, it it's it was the most fun time i've ever had recording with any band i've ever recorded with yeah because we were all on the same page and we all write these songs together sure i'm the i'm the melody guy but neil's the foundation for the guitar guy josh is the foundation for the rhythm guy you know like yeah. these songs these songs are written and recorded by three chords Dude, this is a group effort all the way yeah. you know and it's, it makes it so special because when when we when i listen back to them i hear that i hear our different flares our different yeah. little little sparkle shit that we put into it you know along the way uh and and then the love dude just the love behind the music like this is i i can't wait for people to hear this record and i can't wait to, I, I can't wait to hold a copy yeah. of it myself and, and listen to it you know what oh, i mean like yeah. I, like we, we wrote a record that i'm gonna want to listen to you
0: know what <laughs> i mean like, yeah.
1: i know that my like i'm not trying to like to my own horn no right I, know exactly all, like,
0: I know exactly what you mean i know exactly what you mean
1: yeah i'm just so excited for it though it's 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 it was such a good feeling to have that. And I, I, as a, as a writer in the band, I've never had that, you know, I've never had that feeling that we are all equally parts of what we've created here, you know, and it's, it's just an amazing feeling, man.
0: It's amazing. Certainly makes it a lot easier when, like you said, you've got that camaraderie already because you guys have known each other for so long and they're of course, incredible musicians. And, I feel yes. your pain, by the way, feeling like you're the weakest link in yeah. the band. I, I feel that way every time I get together it's and play true. with anyone. My hands
1: up. I, I'll raise my hand in the man. I've been playing guitar forever,
0: like since I was like, you know, 10 years old or 11 years old or something. And I still feel like, you know, like I shit the bed every time I fucking go to, you know, go to write something or, or record something is where you really see it when you start to record and then you're like, oh, fuck, I gotta try it 10 fucking times to get that. But when you've got people that are you know, willing to go through that process with you that you're so close with, right? They can, they can help in those ways. Whereas if you, like yes. I've been thinking about getting some different writing partners or putting it out, you know, the world of Facebook now and all these, all these groups, these punk groups that i that I've joined over the years and seeing mm-hmm. if there's somebody out there that wants to get together to write tunes, but because I'm not friends with that person, it's going to like, I know there's going to be awkwardness, you know what I mean? Unless you can find someone that you really fucking like jive with right off the hop, you know, yeah. it, it's a tough thing, but to have those two guys being your friends for so long, I can just imagine how how much easier it makes it to run run ideas through or like chop the stuff that's not so great, right? Without hurt feelings, you
1: know. Yeah, and that that was a huge thing for me to like. It was kind of a hump for me to get over, like right at the beginning. Um, uh, I started writing a song. Um, uh, you know, like uh, I I'm I'm not I'm not I've never had to deal with depression ever, mm. you know, because that's just not me that's not my mentality right. i look at things and like when shit happens i'm like ah fuck it.
2: tomorrow
1: yeah. will be a better day yeah you know um uh, so i wouldn't i would never uh presume to know how somebody feels uh when they're depressed Yeah. you know um so i started writing a song about that like because i you know friends that deal with it stuff like that and i just wanted to let them know that you know you might have a real shitty day but hey man you should know no matter what dude there's someone out there thinking of you you know the world's a better place because you're alive you yeah. know stuff like that and uh neil was like i really like the song mike but i think we should cut out this verse and i was like but i like what i say i like what i say and i was like josh what do you think casey but i was asking my wife my friends you know what do you guys think do you think we should cut this you know i'm like and like at the end of the day uh at the end of the day we decided to record it both ways on the demo and when i heard the way that neil said about cutting out that verse i was like it sounds better yeah it does you know, sometimes uh, sometimes the less you say, the more it means, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you don't always have to just go on and on about something, you know? It's like, you already hit the point, dude, That's, uh, let's move on,
2: yeah. you know?
1: Um, so that was a little bit difficult at first, but now I'm to the point where, like, especially hearing these songs that we've been doing, I, I'm 100% behind collaborative
2: you know, oh, yeah. all
1: of us together, everyone throw Do you have an idea? Even if you think it might be shitty, who cares? Say it yeah. out loud, throw it out there, dude. Cause if we try it and we tweak that idea, it could become a brilliant.
0: That's it, man. You never know what's going to work, but it's, it's, you have to have that ability to, to help each other out. You know what I mean? And, and identify the stuff that's not so great. And, you know, we've been through Absolutely. that as a band too, but I mean, like I've never really been any kind of a writer in that band. Uh, and uh, this band I'm in called one point Lost, but, um, now that I'm doing my own stuff and my own demos, I, I kind of, I, what I need is someone to give me that ear. Right. And so they, they have been lending a hand and saying, Hey, this, this kind of doesn't work or that key is a little too high for your register. Bring it down. Cause I'm not going to sing like all these, all this crap I've been recording lately. I'm not going to sing it because first of all, I don't like how my voice sounds recorded and especially like for music. Like it just, for me, it doesn't feel like it's the sound in my head that I want to hear on that track. So someone else is going to sing them. But the weird thing for me is going to be just like you said, like the lyrics will be mine and then somebody else will be singing them. How are they going to feel uh-huh. about them? Are they going to want to change them? How am I going to feel about that? Right. So I have all this shit rattling around in my head too. When I think about that stuff.
1: Dude, absolutely. Cause when you write a song, I mean, it's literally when I write lyrics, it's, it's like, it's, it's almost like you're writing a poem, Yeah. you know, about how you're feeling that day.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
1: I mean? I, 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 I have this, this song that I wrote called the uh, loose ends and I, it started out, I was pissed off at my wife, you know, <laughs> And I started like the lyrics I started writing were as such, yeah. you know, and <laughs> yeah. then I I, I I, was working on it for a couple hours and then I put it down, woke up the next day, looked at it again and realized how good I have it and how beautiful and awesome my wife is, you know. And so it ended up being like an apology song, you know, <laughs> it's, been like, it's basically like, like all this shit that I said at the beginning, I was yeah. like, mess up uh that one yep did that uh yeah that shit that i said about yep yep oh that was me pretty sure (laughs) you know like uh but so like like lyrics like that they mean so much because they're from you they're from you know from inside like you you manifested them in one way shape or form regardless how ridiculous or awesome or or mushy gooey gooey lovey dovey they are you know they still came from you you know from your heart so it, it is hard yeah but But at the same time, if you're going to join a group, you know, it's like, it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to, am I going to call the band three chords or is this Mike Garrett and the dudes? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not about that. If you're not going to listen to somebody else's opinion on your, on your tunes, you're not gonna, you're not going to make it in a collaborative band. And and you're, it's really a detriment to you to not hear somebody else's opinion on your shit.
0: Dude, I I wrecked. I was... I had a high school band. It was myself and, and two of my buddies, both named Mike, uh, Mike Green and Mike Forbes. I don't know if either one of them listens to this any of these things, but like our relationship like really took a hit. We were really good friends. We joined, we started this band together and I was the fucking asshole because I wanted to be in charge of everything. You know what I mean? I wanted to be in charge of like how the songs came out. They wanted to take it in a different direction. I'm like, nope, this is what we're doing. Keeping this shit simple and it like looking back on it, like it was just typical high school idiot bullshit. You know what I mean? I wrecked it. I that band probably could have been a lot better than it was and I ruined it and I and I acknowledge that. As I got older, I just every year that goes by and I think back to that, I'm like, "Fuck, we could have probably still been making music together had I had handled those situations better, you know?" Yeah, and yeah. uh and so I I totally get it from that angle too, but it just yeah, it's writing music is a fucking wild thing. Like how do you Do you demo stuff at home yourself? Like, are you recording stuff with, like, are you programming your own drums and stuff like that and then sending over to Josh? Or how do you guys do that?
1: Honestly, what I do most of the time, I I write most of my shit on my acoustic guitar. um, And I'll just sit there and I'll mess with it. You know, I'll mess with the chord progression. I'll Mm -hmm. mess with the melody. I'll mess with the lyrics. I'll figure out uh, somewhat of a structure, Mm -hmm. write down all my lyrics, and then I voice memo it to the guys. And I say, hey, check this out, you know. Tell me what you think. And then, you know, we'll we'll video chat and we'll talk about it. And, hey, let's change this. Let's change that. We'll kind of get a basic structure. And then um, I have a, a Mac and uh, Logic, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. I got all recording equipment, all mm-hmm. like, you know, mics and all that shit here. So then I just I'll, I'll rough track guitars and then I'll rough track vocals and put dump it into a um, into a uh, uh, not SoundCloud. What the fuck is it? Uh, Dropbox. Oh, yeah. Into a Dropbox yeah. file. And uh, uh, we all share the Dropbox files, and the dudes can hear it, and then they can track their own shit to it, mm-hmm. and then we kind of get like a rough idea as to what we're all gonna do, and then we'll like, all right, wipe the slate clean. Let's demo this song and set it aside, so that way we can record it at some point. That's kind of how, kind of how all that shit works. Yeah, uh, which is nice. I mean, it, it's 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 funny because it makes it easier. Like COVID actually made things easier on musicians as far as sharing music with each other. Right. Because all this stuff. Beforehand, we would have had to get together. I would have had yeah. to drive to LA to meet yeah. up with the dudes, or they would have had to come out here to Riverside to meet up with me for us to sit down and like play the songs live together. And honestly, when you're hanging out with your buds and you're drinking beers and shit, like most of the time, nothing gets done. Yeah, <laughs> you know? uh But when you when you're uh, on your own and you're doing it by yourself, you know, like like oh, like put the kids to bed. You know, fed the kids, put them to bed. Wife's watching a show inside. I, I get two to three hours out here in the garage yep. to put some shit together.
0: Yep. You know, and
1: like it's like it's like it's me time. It's it's do time. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. time to start just doing the thing. So
0: yeah, hundred percent. And like that's so. How far would you would you be from those guys? So how far is Riverside from L.A.?
1: It's uh man. I would it, okay. So as the crow flies, uh if if I were to dri- <laughs> if I were to drive there and there was no traffic, I could get there in an hour,
2: yeah. maybe
1: a little less. Uh, but it's usually about a two and a half hour drive because LA traffic is
2: yeah, just
1: garbage. And that like I, I don't know how anyone that lives in LA lives in LA. I love LA like it's it's fucking rad out there. I, I get it. I get the the allure, but I hate traffic more than anything. Like I hate traffic more than I hate mosquitoes. Okay, oh, fun. Let's just put it you know, and uh. I, I just I don't think I could do it, man. And I know I know Riverside. It's hot as balls out here, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is what it is, dude. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's a it's a journey. Anytime we have to do it, but th- at the same time, uh, there's nothing better than like even just like live shows. Obviously, are epic, dude. You're up there. People are into it. You know, especially when especially when people are into it. Mm. You know, there's no greater high, no better feeling than performing live on stage. Oh yeah, but. There's something about playing in a lockout with your buddies, you yeah. know, in oh, the middle yeah. of the night and just like laughing and just doing your thing. It's yeah. uh, it's 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 a, it's a special time, you yeah. know, that most people don't get to share with their friends because, you know, they're not musically inclined or whatever. That's it. You.
0: That's it. And like, and, and, you know, Zoom, Zoom makes things great for keeping in touch with people, but there's not like we haven't jammed as a band. I haven't played with any other musician for, couple of years now because of this crap, right? Like we, I, you know, I was working nights and then COVID hit full blast and then I came back into a, into the spring, but we couldn't get together. And then we were going to play some shows and then they, that fell off the rails cause you know, the lockdown happened and all that crap. And then I, I totally get what, what you're saying about the travel thing too. That that was another thing. One of the guys who's like the principal songwriter in the band lives or who was when they wrote all the other stuff back in the day uh, lives in Toronto, which again same exact situation i should be able to drive to where he is in like an hour and it usually takes about two because of the traffic right it's just it's fucking crazy it makes you not want to do it but you're you hit the nail right on the head there with with getting together and playing with people even when times were good we used to have band practice once a week that was the night of the week i looked forward to man like like absolutely and and it was like midweek and i was right in the middle of the work week but i didn't give a shit because that was the most fun i was going to have that week you know what i mean
1: Yep, and and you knew waking up in the morning you're gonna be a little hungover from the beers you drank, yeah. like, oh I gotta go
0: to work today. Right? Yeah. And like you
1: know, you, you get you get home from practice and you lay in your bed and all you hear is, oh
0: <laughs> Yes.
2: Yeah, you're like, Oh god damn oh. it. What did I <laughs> it was all
0: worth it. It yeah. was all worth it. <laughs> it always is. It always is, man. You gotta I mean, and, and nothing comes without putting in that effort and that work. That's how bands get tight. And, but it's what people don't realize is that it's not really like work while you're doing it. It's, you're just really hanging out, having fun and just tightening the screws a little bit. Right. Each time you yep. practice. Absolutely. So you, you got some demos put together, you showed them to the guys, they did their stuff on them. And then where did you guys end up recording? That recording studio looked really cool.
1: Oh, dude. Uh, okay. So this was like the best experience i've ever had with re- recording uh, uh we recorded with uh with paul Miner, who who um uh produced recorded engineered all of our shit okay like um gave us feedback on everything like when we went in, okay uh, uh it's buzz bomb studios is the name of oh, the studio okay. it's out yeah. there it's out there in uh, uh like orange um over off the 91 and the 55 if anyone's familiar with southern california um and uh basically we walked in there and i the first thing i said to him is paul he, I've heard nothing but great things about you. Like, I just met the dude. I was, I've heard nothing but great things about you. If you hear anything at all, man, fucking look at me and go, fucking no, I don't like it. Let's change it. Let's do something better. Let's make it better. And that man is a fucking genius. And he 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 tweaked stuff and changed some shit around that just made every part of the experience all that much better, man. I, I mean, he he was so so much a huge part of the sound of the record and like i said man i cannot wait for it to come out i i just listening back to it like like okay so i'm a huge fucking no use for a name fan i love tony sly and he's like one of those dudes that like when i'm listening to his lyrics and and shit like like sometimes i'll cry oh yeah you know because i feel the emotion Mm -hmm. and i like i'm like oh my god i'm dealing with something similar and it it hits me emotionally and it it, like brings a tear to my eye you know and um uh there was a there was a moment when i was listening back to some of our tracks and josh was sitting there next to me and i I looked at him and i just started crying dude Like, like tears started dropping out of my eyes dude and i was like i'm not crying you're fucking crying like <laughs> you know, i, I mean, it's just like it was just it was one of those moments where i was just like oh my god dude i like we and it's not it's not even like like i said i i i read the melodies and shit i'm not the writer dude mm. written by three chords this yeah. album was written by all three of us dude so like collectively like the way it sounded and the way it was coming like the way i was feeling it it just hit me so in a way that i was like oh my god like I, I'm so into it, dude. I'm Mm -hmm. so into it. And I love those dudes with all my heart and soul. Like, we've been friends 20-plus years, you know? And for us to do that together and create something like that together um, was just unbelievable to me, dude. It was one of the greatest moments of my life, dude. Like, those five days we spent at Buzz Bomb Studios recording with Paul was just... It was just beyond words, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I felt like on cloud. I was like, "Where am I? Is this real?" Or yeah. pinching myself, shit. You know, like, yeah. where am I What's going on here? Um, it, it it was just so awesome, man. So awesome.
0: it certainly looked like a shitload of fun. Like, I like I followed along as soon as, as soon as you guys were like, "Oh, like three chords," we have this Instagram. Boom! I followed right away and watched the like the whole process, and it looked like a shitload of fun. But I've also never recorded like in a proper studio. Um, like <clears> anything I've ever done has just been demo. You talked about logic. That's exactly what I used to garage, I had garage band before I had logic and now <clears> I record into that and I've been collecting some gear that helps with the podcast when I'm able to record podcasts and, but I can also record music with it and all that kind of shit. But like, I've always wanted that experience of what you guys just did go into a studio, you know, you and your friends with some cool tunes that are demoed, but then have a producer like put their touch on it and uh you know just have that that experience and it looked like so much fun i was like fuck these guys look like they're having a blast in there you know
1: it really was dude and like like all the all the all the time that we spent like all okay well, well okay to be honest everybody fucking argues everybody disagrees yeah that that, that, that shit is impossible okay like I mean, it, I have a wonderful marriage, and I love my wife with all my heart. We fucking argue, of course, you know what I mean? It, 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 it is inevitable, you know, but the dudes, we we all know who each other is and and where we're at and where we're going, you know, like, and we respect each other, you know? Uh, it's it, there's no better feeling. there was no better feeling in my entire life. Excuse me than hanging out with those dudes and doing what we love. You know, and like, I mean, there's a song on the three chords record. I'm like, this is a caveat here for you. This uh, breaking news. All right. (laughs) That I didn't record any guitar tracks on. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. I didn't record any of the guitar tracks on. And specifically because I had written, I had written a progression for it and a a vocal melody for it somewhat. Uh, We tweaked it in the studio and Neil changed the guitar part. And I hadn't had the time to, you know, run over it and like practice that shit before mm-hmm. we got into the studio. So why would I take fifteen fucking twenty takes to record the tra- the guitar tracks? Yeah, if Neil already knows it, and he can do it in two or three.
2: Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: Time management, dude. Mm-hmm. And like, like I, I don't know. Maybe that's unheard of. Most most people, most people that I've ever played with. Are like, well, fuck that! I play guitar in this band, not you. You know, it's it's well, I'm do guitar, yeah. But for me, for me, I was just like, dude, it sounds beautiful, and yeah. like we're, we're gonna when we play it live, it's not like you're gonna play both instruments.
0: Right. Like, That's right. like
1: I I play guitar in three chords, but it's not. It's okay for you to track the guitar, yeah, for this song. I don't care.
0: Yeah, you can't get Ben out a shape and bullshit like that. Like if if he. If he knows it and you're paying for studio time, why would you? Why would you be so insistent on playing it? You know what I mean? Like
1: exactly right, exactly. You know,
0: if it was like some kind of, you know, like musical opus where you wanted to have like your touch on it, then maybe. But like you know, a chord progression in a punk song. If another guy knows it already, that's what I would do. I'd say you just you play it. Can you play it? Play it, and let's get out of here. Let's get it done right. Because like absolutely, when you're doing it at home, do it at your leisure. Take all the takes you want. But when you're in a studio and mm-hmm. time is money, like. It's not cheap, right? Yep, Dude,
1: uh, dude, definitely not, and and that, that's exactly exactly right. It's, it's it's one of those things where when you're when you're in the studio, you 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 have to move forward. Yeah, you know, like it, if there was other stuff to be done, and I had the time to like, oh, like, hey, Mike, you have time? Go learn that guitar part. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'll sit down and 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 you know play the guitar yeah. or whatever. But I mean, it it, it it doesn't matter that much to me you know what really matters most to me is the end result yeah. of like what we what like are the the finished product of what we put out you know and uh, it's 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 beautiful you know i'm like well why would why would i scoff at that you know i mean yeah. i i i have like you know friends of mine when they saw the the on the instagram post you know well oh, dude well you're not playing guitar like why are you letting <laughs> that dude play guitar i'm like i'm like because he already knows the shit and for the record neil's a better guitar player than i am so why wouldn't i let him fucking jack guitar you know what i'm saying like I, yeah. like dude I, hey man what, what am i you know I, yeah. oh well you know uh, i know you're better than me you already know the part but uh, no fuck you i play guitar you know <laughs> eat a eat a dick eat a dick you white
2: belt with yeah. front man you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it's such a it is a weird thing for some people to wrap their heads around but like you know, look at bands like Alkaline Trio. You know what I mean? Like both those guys play guitar. Dan, I'm sure, yep. plays on a lot of the songs that are, you know, quote unquote Dan songs. Like the, he's, he's got his touch in there. He's, he's playing guitar all over those records. So just because you play a specific instrument in the band doesn't mean that you have to record just that instrument in the band. I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird way to, to look at it. But unless, I guess if you're from an outsider's perspective, it would be weird. But as musicians who do this, you know, with other musicians, you have to understand if that guy can do it, why not, right?
1: Yeah, man. Absolutely. And like, it's, it's kind of funny too, cause I mentioned this shit before, um, uh, that, uh, uh, uh schema was, was a drummer back in the day.
2: Oh, really? And
1: yeah. So like, like to think about that, like rhythm section with a bass guitarist, rhythm section with the drummer, rhythm section, yep. I started playing drums before I played guitar, drummer, rhythm section, mm-hmm. Josh, rhythm section, Neil on bass, rhythm section. Yep. Like for some reason, rhythm section dudes have this knack to like make, good tunes together man
2: yeah
1: uh, you know i i, I uh, dave grohl you know what yeah. i mean amazing drummer mm-hmm. an amazing vocalist and songwriter oh shit too, yeah you know yeah like it's it, it, it's 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 fucking crazy man it, i think drummers okay, okay this might be a biased opinion but i think drummers most of the time make the best musicians because as far as rhythmically go as far as you know being on time and doing shit rhythmically like it's it's not hard for me to do something weird with my right hand while wow. i'm singing vocally something of a different totally beat yeah you know to a different rhythm and it's it uh it, it doesn't
0: hurt yeah. no i I hear <laughs> that man like it, having having rhythm and being like coming from a rhythm you know driven background like a, being a drummer mm-hmm. like I, i've been thinking about this a lot as i've been trying to write tunes is like music, the music that hits me most, I try to think like, what, what do I like in this song? Right. And usually it's like, it's not so much the melody. Obviously it has to have a good melody, but it's a lot of times it's a, it's like a rhythm, a rhythmic pattern, you know what I mean? Or like a a texture that the rhythm adds to the song. And so I try to incorporate that a lot into like when I write riffs and stuff, it's not just like a straight ahead riff. It's got to have more like rhythmic stuff to it, but that's kind of tough for me because I'm not a drummer, right? I, I always screwed around on the drums when I was a kid, but I was never a drummer. And so I feel like you you're 100% right having that background and having the you know those those like rhythms stuck in your head already from having to play them on the drums could really help on guitar for sure and songwriting oh, in general. Ab- yeah man
1: absolutely actually like uh, it's it's funny cuz most of the songs that I write when I start writing guitar riffs or like rhythms for like the uh you know for the verses yeah. and for the choruses and shit because I am a drummer I have a drum beat already yeah. in my head yeah. like I'm almost writing a song to a drum beat that's also in my head Mm -hmm. along with the melody you know and um what's beautiful about that is josh and i grew up playing drums together we learned how to play the drums together Mm -hmm. basically you know when i write a song and i show it to him and he demos out his drum tracks and sends them back to me i'm like i gave zero notes and this fucking dude nailed what i was hearing because yeah. we're the same drummer, yep. you know. Like, yep. I, like I, you know, he's better than me, obviously. Like, I'm not saying <laughs> we're the same in that aspect, but but at the same time, like, we grew up with the same background, the yeah. same style. Like, we learned how to play the drums together, so it just, like, it just inweaved itself. You know, it yeah. just it, it yeah. came together so beautifully. You know, and, and it's just it's a blast. It's a it's it's there's I'm more fun than anything.
0: There's something to be said for like when you're close with somebody like that too, they can almost read your mind for what you're thinking. You know what I mean? When you play something for oh, them, yeah. they know right away. They're like, oh, I know I know what you're thinking there. Let's do this, right? Yep. It's awkward when you get a, like, we had a, we got this guy that drummed for us for a little while, way back when, and like, he never really fit in with the band. Like, he just didn't really, even for the stuff that was written, he didn't really play it the way it was written on the drums. You know what I mean? Like, he kind yeah. of added his own stuff and it was like, yeah you're not really like meshing with us, you know <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah. then the band kind of uh-huh. dissolved for a while. And then we got the original guy back. He's been playing shows with us the last few that we played. And, nice. uh, you know, he's just, he's the guy, he's the guy that fits. And and Matt, our guitar player, songwriter, he always says, oh, gotta be Sean. We got to get Sean. And there, there is another, another friend of his now. That's, that's really a really good drummer too. But like our, our guy, Sean, he's our guy. We want him when we play shows because he, he, he knows like he wrote the stuff. He knows how to play it. He knows exactly where where we are what, what we're thinking when we're playing it live so you know there's something yeah. to be said for that for sure
1: absolutely i do especially especially like uh, like from a songwriter perspective because I, I i my first foray into all this shit was obviously on the drums you mm. know i put playing drums and punk bands growing mm-hmm. up and shit and playing with the sort jelly beans um you kind of when when they present you with a song or whatever you kind of have to go okay well what were you thinking what was in your head
2: first this? Yeah. Yeah, you know
1: you uh, you, uh, you kind of have to take a step back and like not take his too many liberties at the beginning mm-hmm. because the songwriter obviously has something in his head for it
2: yeah totally you know i,
1: I mean the there there are times where like i said with this three chords album where josh just fucking nailed everything that i was thinking everything that was in my head <laughs> yeah. where i was like i don't i uh, like he's like oh what do you think about this what do you think oh hey buddy what do you think about that hi gavin hi. what do you think about this what do you think about my that
2: dad, i saw angel there
1: oh you did Awesome. Guess this is my son, Gab. He's the one He's the one that helped me write the lyrics for 30 guys,
2: seconds to Beach." Every time, every time uh-huh. we went down, a, we rolled down a slide, we all laughed.
1: Awesome. All right, I'm going to finish <laughs> this podcast. Hey,
0: buddy. All right, I'll see
1: you in a little bit. I'll see you in a little bit, all right? Bye. I'm glad you had fun at the splash pad. He went to the splash pad. Awesome. Fun.
2: <laughs> and guess what? I was actually going to sneak up and scare you. Well, I'm glad you didn't scare
1: me because I probably would have pooped my pants, dude. That fucking kid, he scares me all the time. And I'm like, "Ah, dude, I'm going to punch you in the face one day on accident. I swear (laughs) to God, it's going to happen,
2: dude. It's going to happen.
0: We're (laughs) good. I wish life was that simple. You know what I mean? I wish I could be that jazzed about going down a slide. You know, that was my biggest worry for the day.
1: Oh man, I'm sorry. Where were we?
0: <laughs> I fucking I don't remember, but it doesn't really matter. We were talking about Josh knowing what was in your head and 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 playing the stuff. Oh know, yeah, we... yeah, yeah.
1: So ba- basically, I was just I was just you know when it comes to the songwriter, like even Josh would be like, like you know, there's little things where I'm like, yeah. hey, actually, I was hearing this drum roll here, you mm-hmm. know, and I can what's what's awesome about me being a drummer, I can actually sit down behind the kit and say, hey, look, this is kind of what I was, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What I was feeling, what I was hearing for this, you could do whatever, take it, take right. it for what it is, you know what I mean. But this is kind of what I was hearing. And like, you know, I mean, I think there's only one fill on the entire album. And he was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, let's punch it in. I'll do that. You know, and I was like, and it's what's funny about it is it wasn't even like my original idea. It was something he did on the demos that he didn't do in the studio, you know. So it wasn't even my idea. But like as the drummer, as a drum as a drummer. I noticed shit like that and I yeah. hear shit like that, you yeah. know, like I'm I, 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 being honest, like even listening back to the, the anything we've ever recorded, most of it, I'm like listening to the drum tracks, Yeah, you know, and then in hearing how the drum tracks are carrying everything along. You know what yeah. I
0: mean? It's nice to have like, like logic has its own drummers built in. And then I like, you can buy MIDI packs. Like I bought a, a pop punk MIDI pack, but it's not, You know, you drag those files in, you go, yeah, that one's kind of good. That one, that one fits, but it's not the same as having a real drummer. You know what I mean? Like having a real drummer listen to it and then put his own, you know, spin on it and and make his own beats up that he thinks will fit best in there. It's, it's a different animal. It's, it's a good, and I know people that have made incredible songs with just like MIDI drums, right? Like, like they're using like easy drummer or get good drums or something like that. And they can make really fantastic songs, but it's not the same as having a real drummer in there. Just isn't
1: definitely definitely yeah. not man it's it, it, uh, in my opinion uh uh robots will never replace musicians no <laughs> no
0: nope.
1: you know i, I you get you could program anything in there do but like uh, even in the even in the sense that like um, so when we went into the studio to start tracking these songs our our idea or like our my my idea of what it was going to be was like hey fucking we're gonna throw out The fucking click, dude. I don't want anything to be to a click. It's going to be all feel.
2: Let's just
1: feel it. You know, and um, we ended up doing that on a couple of tracks, but for the most part, we, like we would start with a with a click. Mm. But even to even a a drummer like Josh, who's super fucking solid mm-hmm. playing to a click, you're gonna waver a little bit here and there. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a natural feel to
2: it. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, no nobody's methodical. Nobody's a fucking machine. No. So it, it it gives the song character. It gives it the the sound of the drums more character. Yeah. When it's not it's not you know on that beat every single time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah
0: Pro yeah, Tools definitely. Pro Tools when it came around I remember Pro Tools w- was back in the day when we first heard about digital recording like we used to record on like four tracks like cassette four tracks and then when I, my first
1: band recorded on a four track yeah. on, a, on a cassette tape yeah was
0: it was. a Fostex Do you know
1: fuck I don't know man yeah. my, my, uh, my guitar player got it for Christmas because uh, they had money we did
0: so. yeah well that's it we had one one four track for a fucking unlimited number of bands that just circulated around it was an old Fostex piece of crap, but it did, you know, it, it did, it served a purpose for the time. Right. But but yeah. then computers came around and, and the drummer in the band that I was saying, Sean, he, he, um, he opened up like his own studio in his, in his mom's basement. He converted his, his parents' basement into uh, like a pretty legit studio. You know what I mean? With like an isolated room and, and, you know, like really high quality mics. And he was the first guy I knew that had Pro Tools. I remember he had to buy a sound card and Pro Tools and it was like, 12 grand or something and i was like what the fuck Uh, and (laughs) you know he had this giant mac that was you know like i'm running a mac mini m1 it's tiny this little thing on my desktop here and his computer was gigantic just to be able to do run pro tools and and i remember like you know watching him work and he'd he'd fix drum beats it was a real drummer but then he would take it and he would you know edit the sound and and put it so it's right on beat and i'm like at the time i was like oh that's so fucking cool but looking back on it now you're removing feel You're taking feel out when you do that, right? And it's there's something to be said. His other band, actually, he had another project. They didn't fix anything. And that album, I always always thought it was very different. It was more like, um, almost like Southern rock kind of album that they made. Um, Mm -hmm. Really soulful record. And so they didn't fix anything. They left in the feel. And I always said, man, that record sounds really good. And, and I was talking to Sean about it the one day, and he goes, "Yeah, we didn't fix anything on that record. We left everything where it was." And I go, "Well, th- that's why. That's why it feels so good because it's all natural, right? You're, it's what you're used to hearing when you see live bands."
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And actually, like when we first started trying to um, set up these demos for the the record that we just got for Three Chords, uh, mm. we were trying mapping out tempos and shit because the way I write songs, like I write in like tempo changes. Mm. You know, where it's like a feel, where it's like we go into a swing, you know, Mm -hmm. a little swingy thing and then back to that fucking double Mm -hmm. time punk rock beat. Yep. And um, it's, it, it, there's no way you, you cannot map a tempo for that shit. Cause you try try playing that swing beat, it's gonna sound like shit. Yeah. It's gonna sound rushed. That's it. Either that, or if you, if you map, or if you set the tempo to that swing beat, the, the double time beat is gonna be so slow and just not, 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 not a driving, aggressive feel beat you know um so like like i said uh, that those were mostly the, the songs that we were tracking most of those we threw out the fucking tempo mapping dude just like fucking delicious yeah josh click just your sticks do four times mm-hmm. together dude let's just fucking do it you know
0: yeah it's a, it's a good way to do it i think and you were saying before that like a lot of your melodies and stuff come to you in the shower do you like how do you how do you write your tunes like do you i know you talked a little bit about like using logic and whatever but do you ever do you sit down with a purpose to write or do you do it as the inspiration sort of hits you
1: honestly most of the time like it's when inspiration hits me dude yeah. i uh I, I i try not to force my music ever um i've found that anytime i try to sit down i'm like okay i'm gonna sit down and write a song right now um i struggle with it dude i yeah. like and i and most of the time at the end of the day like like hearing like Cause I'll voice memo all my shit, whether I send it to the dudes or not, I voice memo all my shit. And then as I'm sitting there listening back to it, I'm like, I don't like it. You know? Cause like, I just tried to force it. So like most of the time, like I said, melodies come to me in the shower. I'll get out of the shower and I'll hum my melody just with my voice into my voice memos. And then I go downstairs and I kind of have an idea as to what I'm going to write about. You know, like most of the time it's funny, silly shit. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, uh, I write about You know My wife About my friends I write about uh, uh You know Shit that happened to me Yesterday Or the day before Like um uh Like we have a Dad joke song You know It's only 20 seconds long It's called Ducks like bread Nice You know And it's It's fucking funny It's funny But like, like, like I said I'll be in the shower I'll, I'll hum a melody Into my phone Take it downstairs Start writing down Some lyrics for it Like trying to keep The melody in my head And then I'll start Writing a guitar progression For it And then it just Kind of builds from there And I find that Those songs are The most natural And they're like, really, those songs are the songs that we keep and the Mm -hmm. songs that we demo out and put on the record. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I, 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 it's, it's, I can't, I can't. Anytime I try to force myself to sit down and do it, I just, I, like I said, I end up sitting down and like something comes out, and I'm like, don't like it. Yeah, you know,
0: I fucking hate that your your process. I was, I was kind of laughing and nodding my head a lot while you were talking there. That is like the exact process that I use. Like, and but usually for me. Like when I'm showering, it's, it's five, five o'clock in the morning ahead of me going to work for six thirty. So I, I typically don't have ideas then I'm fucking groggy. and waking up. But as soon as I'm at work and I'm doing stuff or I'm out in my work truck, driving around something pops in my head, boom, voice notes, S- like hum into yep. it, hum a melody, even if it's just a rhythm, if it's just a like a drum rhythm in my head, something that would might Absolutely. sound good with a, you know, like a, a riff or something that might, you know, feed into one of the riffs I have. Then I come home, do the exact same thing you do, right? Play them back. Ah, that one fucking sucks. Like, I don't know what I was thinking there. Like, delete that. And then, oh, that's a keeper. Rerecord it sometimes into voice notes if I don't have time to go and, and jump into Logic and, and put the put the idea down in there. So it's really funny yeah. that your your process is exactly like mine. And you're right. Like, I used to do a lot of writing after work because my ideas came to me during work. And then lately, mm-hmm. we've been kind of busy. Like, we got a new dog and stuff. So it's been not as much time after work. So... But I feel like when I do have time and I try to sit down and purposefully write something, it's like pulling teeth, man. It's so hard, you know?
1: Yeah, dude. It's it's like it's like trying to write a book report the night before. Yeah. It's due. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you feel rushed. Like, oh, I yeah. have to finish this song the song tonight because most of the time I finish them so quick. And I, I like, uh, it, it, it's funny because it's either in the shower or like sometimes I'll be laying in bed at night. You know, like me and my wife will be laying in bed, falling asleep, mm. falling asleep. And I'm like oh yeah yeah she's like and i'll get up she's like where are you going i'm like to the garage she's like song idea i'm like yep yep and
0: you got to get it <laughs> right back when it's there
1: dude because if you if if, if if i don't voice memo that shit or write something down at least
2: it's gone yeah yeah it's gone yeah 100%. you know i wake up in the
1: morning i'm like fuck i loved that idea and now I'm never getting it back. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 yeah. it's like a fart advantage to like a fart in the
0: wind. Yeah, it's but true, I mean... man. Oh, 100%. I know exactly what you mean. It's like, I, I have had that happen so many times where I've been in bed, like so tired and sleep for me sometimes is like, like I struggle with these bouts of like where I can't sleep sometimes during the week. I don't know if it's anticipation for work or whatever. And, but then when I do get real tired and sleepy and I want to, I want to fall and I'm in bed about to fall asleep and an idea comes. I know if I don't get up and sometimes I don't, right? Like a lot of times I don't. And it just vanishes. A lot of times I don't too, man. It just vanishes, you know? And sometimes I've been lucky and sometimes I've kind of remembered or, or I'll be like doing something at work the next day and and it'll pop in my head again. I go, oh fuck. That's what I was thinking. And then right into the voice notes, right? But like, yeah, it's hard, man. When you get ideas, like, and it's when your mind is relaxed. That's what I find. That's why you can't force it. Because when you're trying to force absolutely. it, you're trying to push your brain to do something that it doesn't want to, right at that moment, right? And then you're relaxed, and all these ideas flood in, right? It's fucking crazy.
1: Yep, absolutely. I mean, dude, like, um, it's funny because, like, I'll, I'll be in a discussion with my wife. I love to, I love to not argue, but I love to debate mm. shit with people, and I love other people's ideas and like to sit there and let somebody else get their idea out. You get your idea out. And then you think of something that's funny or something that they said that reminds you of something. Yeah. You're like, hold that thought for a second. I'm going to go, I need to pick up my guitar. I need to figure this out. Cause this is, this is way too good to let go. You yeah. know? And m- most of the time that th- those things are like topics, you know, like topics to, to hit on, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but then there's all other times where like I, I had a melody idea and a riff idea and I had no fucking idea what to write about. You know zero ideas so I, I i shot neil a text i was like hey dude send me one word and make it as random as possible <laughs> and he was like okay <laughs> neanderthal oh, and i was like i was like i was like i'll get back to you in about an hour or two <laughs> and i started writing this and I'm like so we have a track on the record called neanderthal oh and man, that's awesome they ne- call it neanderthal neil yeah, because Neil was the the idea behind it. You know what I mean? Like he gave me the idea behind it. But um, it's uh, like so and, and, and ideas can pop up pretty much fucking anywhere. But yeah, hundred yeah, percent. When they come to you, you have to. I I personally have to get them down, recorded or written down. Something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, they're they're fucking gone.
0: Yeah, it's brutal, man. It's like the songwriting is the hardest. Like the hardest thing for me. And I I don't consider myself a songwriter. I just like to get ideas down so that one day, hopefully if our band does get started up after the pandemic or, you know, sometime soon we can start writing some stuff and maybe my ideas can be at least contributions to the band. Maybe not the entire songs that I've written, but bits and pieces can be, can fit in there and be tweaked Yeah. because I don't consider myself to be a good songwriter, but you know, I I definitely think I have ideas, you know, that, that I want to, I want to contribute. So that's what I've been doing. and, And lyrics is definitely like, for me, it's the way hardest part for sure. And you're right. It has to be about something. You know what I mean? You have to be, it has to come from, from the heart in some way or another, even if it's funny, like it has to mean something to you, right. In order to be anything. Yes, you're gonna like.
1: yes absolutely. And like, I, I, uh, I think that's, that's one of my fortes, uh, is writing lyrics. Um, I, I I've been in multiple bands with multiple people and, uh, I, most of the time, I end up writing the lyrics, even if they came up with the riff idea. Mm. You know, because I, I I just have a nag for it. I mm. I'm, I'm I'm super fucking silly. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like nothing bothers me. I, I I I don't I don't I don't care about poking fun at myself. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm five foot seven. Okay. And I <laughs> like growing up through school. I was always the smallest kid. Got picked on a lot for all that shit. And uh, my mom, just the way she was, you know. I, being a lesbian too you know my mom being a lesbian mm-hmm. though, she would just tell just tell me hey don't let other people bother you. Mm-hmm. you your opinions the way you live is you and fuck them you know what i mean and like i remember that shit from like way early on so i, I like it, it was a great it was a great piece of knowledge it was a great oh yeah uh, you know bit of advice to to give to a child you know that that might be dealing with adversity you know what i mean I, I mean, it's, it's funny because like I'll say like like you know like uh, uh dudes that drive big trucks have little dicks. you know what i mean and like like and then like somebody will say well mike you drive a tundra that's a big truck I'm like I don't make the rules I just play by it. you know what i'm saying and, like they are what they are dude let's yeah. just let's just move forward yeah yeah i mean it's just uh, So that being said, I mean it's it's just always been it's it's just always been that way for me. So I I have no zero qualms about writing Mm. even writing down controversial shit. You know Mm. what I mean? But Mm. in a funny way, where I'm not like stating opinion. You know, I'm just basically like poking fun at the fact that people are always constantly pissed off about shit like this, or people can't talk or discuss things. Um, In a sense, and uh, I I have no problems writing them down because I'm going to
0: sing it. I'm going to (laughs) go. I'm going (laughs) to laugh. There's something to be said for the the funny songs. You know what I mean? Like, like I one of my favorite bands growing up was this band called Beefcake, Um, and they like all their songs were funny. Like they had they had a a tune called uh, It's Like All About Hating Bob Saget, and uh, (laughs) they got a song (laughs) called Proctologist, which which is about exactly what you think it's about, and and. (laughs) You know, I forget what label they were on, but uh, the, I think the guitar player, one of the guitar players joined the Ataris after the band split up or something. But anyway, uh, th- their songs were funny. And I remember, I remember hearing some friends of mine who were starting a band back the day saying, we need to decide, are we going to be a serious band or a funny band? Because back then there was a lot of both. And, and the funny bands yeah. were always like kind of like my favorite because, like you said, it's lighthearted. It's like sometimes controversial material, but it's funny nonetheless, right? So you just yeah. you go with it.
1: So. You know, it's funny, uh um, my because uh, like like my style, of, like lyric, like lyrically, yeah, my style. Yep. Uh I write serious songs that are like like you wouldn't laugh at it ever. Like you're like, oh my god, like my heart is to like, you know, I'm not like for me, mm. you know what I mean? Like because like, like I said before, I write songs for me. Yeah, and if and, and people enjoy them, cool. If not, fuck it. That's is it is what it
2: is. Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I write both both types of songs. Like I'll write just stupid, ridiculous. Lyrics that are just funny, you yeah. know, and then I'll write a song that's completely serious, you know, And I feel like I feel like it's a it's a good inter- uh, it's a good, you know, interpretation as to who I am mm. as a musician. You know what I mean? I, 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 I love with all my heart, you know, I, I put myself out there when I'm friends with somebody. I do things for people. I do things for people I don't even fucking know and I don't need recognition for it because yeah. I'm a good, decent human being. Mm. But at the same time, I love to laugh.
2: Oh sure. And I
1: feel like, I feel like laughter is one of the greatest things that, that we do as human beings. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's like, it's like hearing a baby laugh. When you hear a baby belly laughing, yeah. there's no greater sound in the I world,
2: know. dude. It makes like, you laugh instantly.
0: Just,
1: yeah. It's like, it's like, it's it, like, for instance, I was putting my son to bed the other night and he, he farted. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I started giggling Oh yeah. and he's like, what's so funny. I was like, you cut the cheese. <laughs> and he had never heard that term before okay and he lost his fucking mind dude and he was laughing so hard (laughs) and his laughter made me laugh that much
2: harder oh yeah you know and it's like oh yeah it's
1: like like like, at that point all the shit that i went through that day i mean like like seriously i i could have lost a fucking finger at work that day and i would have not remembered it yeah you know what I mean? I, I, I could have got fired. I could have got cheated on. I didn't anything. And yeah. Yeah. that moment would have been completely erased from my mind yeah. at that moment, because I was just hysterically laughing with my son. It really you is know? the
0: best medicine. You know, they say that it's like, it's no matter what you're feeling, if you can get a good belly laugh going, like something tickles you just the right way. And like, it does, it erases your problems. Even if it's for a little while, it erases your problems, you know?
1: absolutely absolutely uh, yeah and i think that's that's something that that more people should should try to uh, you know yeah. i know it's not it's not uh, you know it's it's not something everybody can do but yeah at the same time like if you can if you can't laugh at yourself how do you expect to like yeah you know uh, just find humor in things yeah you know uh, fi- find the bright side of the uh, gl- uh, like, i'm a glasses half full fucking person yeah Actually, I'm a glasses three-quarters full person. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Life is what it is. It's going to deal you a bunch of bullshit, but at the end of the day, man, do what makes you happy and just be
0: Yeah, for sure, man. And and I've had a lot of people on the show that have had, I mean, not a lot. I mean, I think this is episode 21 or 22 or something. It's not like this show has been going on forever and ever, but a lot of the guests I've had on have have this very, positive attitude or positive outlook on life and i've never considered myself to be a positive guy i feel like i'm more of a like a realist like as things hit me i just go off oh, like life here's life again right kicking in the ass but and just like you said mm. you got to just push through it and tomorrow's another day and i've never yep. i won't say i've struggled with depression i definitely have had periods in my life where i think i've been depressed but i mean for obvious reasons i went through a job loss a few years back and shit like that but um you know i always i always know that I always try to tell myself, like, this bad day, three days from now, will just, it'll, you know, you'll look back on it and think it was silly, and a lot of times, that's, that is the case. Whatever you're feeling, you feel so down or so depressed, like, a couple days from now, it's nothing. It's, especially, like you said, if you, if you find something that makes you laugh that day or the next day, or you go hang out with your buddies, like, it just erases all that shit, right? Humor is, like, it's a huge thing, so I definitely can appreciate these songs that have humorous backgrounds, right? Like, um teenage bottle rocket a lot of their tunes make me fucking yes, laugh, right dude. it's just it's how it is
1: <laughs> i was showing my wife fucking maverick last night dude I was <laughs> like we'll get her name on the pack in the ladies room like it's so fucking funny and i i do especially it's especially when bands can hit on stuff that um that uh pertains to your childhood or, like yeah. things that you grew up doing and yeah. like uh it it, it just it, it it makes it more relevant to you yeah you know? oh yeah You can look at that shit and be like, oh, my God, that's fucking hilarious. I can't believe they just said that. Like,
0: yeah, brilliant. (laughs) And that was exactly like I was saying about that band Beefcake. That's exactly what it was about for me. Like, when I was a kid, I only knew Bob Saget as the jerk from America's Funniest Home Videos. Little did I know, because I've been a stand-up comedy fan since I was a kid, but I I didn't know he was a stand-up until, like, the Internet became a thing, right? And then I was able to, like, start looking at these comedians and found out that Bob Saget is fucking hilarious as a stand-up comedian.
1: Fucking hilarious! But I hated
0: him. I hated him as a kid because he was just the idiot saying the corny jokes on America's Funniest Home Videos. And then when <laughs> Beefcake had that song about hating his guts, it just it fucking made me laugh so hard. And then they became like one of my favorite bands like instantly because of that. And uh but yeah, it's like and Teenage brawl Rocket same thing. Like bigger than Kiss is a hilarious song. Like in my mind. Oh yeah. Oh you know, yeah. <laughs> where where uh, why the big pause? That speaking of having a song about being a, having a dad joke, like that's like the, <laughs> the ultimate dad joke song. It's fucking hilarious.
1: Dude, actually, why the big pause is actually a cover song of a band uh, called The Punchlines.
0: Oh no, shit, dude.
1: It, yeah, and like, okay, so if you you can find them on Spotify, The Punchlines, dude, they are fucking hilarious, dude. They have these like it, every song is a joke, every single one. Um, well, I hope so with a name like you know, The Punchlines. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Dude, but it, it, like bands like that. Like I, I'm I'm a huge fan of the Hexdolls. Like I'm pretty sure they're up like like northern area like i'm i'm not exactly sure where they're from they might mm. even be from canada but they're mm. huge hockey fans you know um they uh the songs that they write like you know it's it 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 pertains to like shit that i do that i i've yeah i grew up with yeah you know what i'm saying like you know it's like uh oh i I, I, I want another you know ninja turtles movie but michael <laughs> bay fucked that up <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yeah like yeah. the ninja turtles are now from outer space no motherfucker like like Oroku Saki, fucking Shredder, dumped ooze into the sewer to try to kill Splinter. Yeah, and he ended up making him turn into a rat, and the turtles became yeah. ninjas. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Mean, don't kill my childhood. Dude. Yeah, like, don't you're... change
0: the storyline. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's. I don't know. It's it's fucking funny shit. I. Are you like uh like I'm like like I said I'm a standup com- uh, comedy fan. Are you like a fan of stand up comedy? Do you watch a lot of that stuff? Dude,
1: I I try to watch as much of it as I can. I love to laugh. I I uh, me and my wife used to go to uh like uh, uh the improv and shit all the time. Oh, yeah. I like I, I I like going I like going and seeing people that we've heard of. But my favorite shows are like the underdog dudes, yeah. you know, people you've never heard of, yeah. Because sometimes you just find so much gold, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it it's it's kind of like the same thing. Like going to a show, I fucking hate when people have this mentality that like, oh, I'm going to see a headliner. And they probably won't go on till nine. So I'll get there at 8.30. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like you're going to miss opening acts that you might love, you know, you're going to miss the opportunity to hear, a, yeah. to get something new, to get, to be a fan of somebody else. And instead of just being selfish yep. and being like, I only am here to see this person. Like, why don't you like help the industry that you love? Yeah. And go check some shit out. Like, dude, uh, I went and saw uh, AFI um fuck dude 20 years ago at the Brent center or something like wow. that maybe even longer and uh i always get to shows early i'm always yeah I'm, me too i want to i want to hear the opening band, you know and i watched the sevenfold before they were
0: anything oh,
1: wow you know and they were like i was sitting there watching them i was like these dudes are fucking amazing oh yeah i love it you know and like i i, I went home and like with the two or three friends that were with me and i'm like dude's let's buy this fucking Avenged Sevenfold album. Like, let's do it. Like, like and fell in love immediately,
2: yeah. you know?
1: And it's like, if I wouldn't have gotten to that show early, I mean, I'm sure, and maybe at some point I would have heard of them, you know? Or I would have got, got turned on to them. Yeah. But w- with me doing that and going to these, you know, yeah. wanting to watch opening acts, like, it, it makes a huge difference. Absolutely, you know? man. And if you love the genre, if you love music anyway, why would you not want to yeah. expand and hear new bands?
0: Yeah, I always get there early, man. Like, you, the, to me, that's part of the fun. Like, going to a show, especially now as an adult, I mean, I mean, even as a kid, even as a kid, going to a show was, like, about the experience of being out to see a band you love, but it's it's the overall experience of being out with your friends, hanging out ahead of time, checking out the opening bands, right? Like, because back in the day, like I said, I, I remember a time where there was no internet, right? So the, to hear new bands, you had to go out and, and see these shows, right? And as an adult, yep. I do the same thing. I get there Before doors usually, and wait till the doors, or you know, you can go in and 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 get your ticket if you don't already have one, and go have a drink. Wait for the opening act to start. And hey, if you don't like them, maybe you go outside or whatever. You know what I mean. But at least you're there and you can have the opportunity to hear that. If you get there right when the headliner starts, you're cheating yourself. I think you know what I mean. I've heard some great bands like ahead of big name bands that I've been there to see. You know.
1: Plus, being in a band, you know, like you are as well. There's nothing worse than fucking being the opener for some fucking rad band that you grew up listening to and there's eight people watching, yeah. you know, and yeah. seven of them are your, your, your mom and dad and your, you know, your, your cousin, Jerry. Yeah. It's a shit <laughs> you know feeling.
0: I mean? it's, a shit feeling yeah,
1: sure. it's, it's it's like, cool. Well, Now we have to perform this, this, set, and plus a lot of times uh, growing up anyway, I'm sure it might've been the same for you, but pay to play was a thing. Yeah. You know, like we had to sell 50 fucking tickets, yeah. you know, so that the venue could make more money mm-hmm. and they didn't give a shit how many people were watching us, yeah. you know, um and it's like hey man support your local musician i'm doing something that i love which also tangent for a moment here when you have friends okay i i love i love the bomb and i've been friends with josh and Neil for a long time and mm-hmm. i've known i've known the girls for you know 10 plus years now mm-hmm. um being that that being said i you know their live stream that they did. Uh, you know the the live yeah. outside of dive. That yeah, I, I paid for I paid for my stream. Oh yeah. You know they sent me a link. Oh, here's a link because you were there. You were helping out. Now mm-hmm. I, I tech for Josh. I helped the band out all day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I'm I, I I I didn't just buy the 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 stream. Yeah. I bought a, the stream, a T-shirt, and a fucking like yeah. like poster yeah. package. Yeah. You know, and it's not it's not like it, It's just. Being in a van and touring in a van, especially when you're well known, hey man, what's your guest list look like? Yeah. It's eight
2: dollars to get a yeah. show,
1: you piece of shit, I know. fucking paid. I know. You know, like, hey man, you're supposed to support me, dude. Like, are you my friend? Like, I'm doing this, I'm taking all this extra time, all my extra time, and putting my love and like my heart and my soul into my project, my yeah. side project, my pet project. And you can't even fucking. Fork over $12 to pay a cover charge to get into
2: this show? What
0: the fuck? Yeah, man, you got to support your friends. I mean, that's what that's what it comes down to, especially when they're like, you know, you're making music, you're throwing yourself out there, you're paying a lot of times, like tours, a lot of these bands are making, and Josh and I talked about that when he was on, you're making nothing when you tour, like next to nothing, right? And you yep. You're buying shit off of like, the wendy's like dollar fucking menu because that's all you have and so it it, to ask it's one thing to be offered to be on a guest list like hey man uh you know like you've supported us a lot in the past come on out we'll throw you on the guest list we have room we'll we'll throw you on there that's one thing to be offered that and it's it's amazing but to actually reach out and be like hey what's uh can i get on that guest list like it just feels i would never do that it just feels weird you know what i mean
1: yep yep absolutely and i i never have with uh, maybe a couple of exceptions when the show is sold out. And I'm like, hey, That's so you, it. Need yeah. a, you need an extra set of hands? Yeah, I'm not going to come in and, you know, not, yeah. Not, yeah. not for free. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll offer my services for right. the price of the, the, uh, the guest list. That's it. It's
0: and I, I fucked up for this show on Thursday because I, I really wanted to go and I didn't think tickets would go that fast. And then they did. And I, and same thing. So I reached out, I'm like, ah, I fucked up and, and they're like, God, oh, just meet us there and help us load in and whatever. And so that's, you know, if I go, that's how I'm going to be getting in only because it is sold out. Otherwise I'd be paying ticket to the door like everybody else. Right. So
1: absolutely dude. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, now we, we kind of got away from you talking about playing guitar. So you said you were a drummer first, but when did you actually start <clears throat> playing guitar?
1: Let's see. I got my first guitar when I was 11. Um, my mom worked at JC Penney's. And um, when we, Christmas time came around, we got our choice. Um, we got like, basically like one Santa gift, right? It was like our one big gift. And it was a little mini guitar. I right? the fucking, it didn't even have any, it was no name brand. You know what I mean? It was a little mini red guitar. And it came with a strap and then a little practice amp that was like oh, wow. four inches by four inches. Um, and uh, I, I checked that as what I wanted as my Santa gift. And my mom ended up getting it for me for Christmas yes. that year. And uh, uh, so I, I literally like after I got it, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people did this but i'm sure quite a few my first song i ever learned how to play on guitar was brains uh, was brain stew like yeah Green yeah
2: you know what i mean
1: and it, it's it's five chord you know what i mean um uh and it just kind of all started from there and like when my mom noticed i was taking like you know liking to it and i was playing on my guitar uh we went to a thrift store and i bought it i believe the the brand was state of the art is what it said on the headstock wow. and i don't know if, I don't know if like that's even like a real like company or I don't anything, know. but uh, I plastered it with stickers and I thought I was so cool, man. I mean, I have pictures of myself like like <laughs> with it hanging off my like that, like eh, look at how fucking cool I am, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, uh, but yeah, I just kind of started from there and then I uh, uh, kind of got away from it a little bit when I started doing more shit with drums, mm-hmm. you know, touring mm-hmm. with the beams. Um, uh, I was in a band um, called Acosted. We were like a like a heavy rock type of band uh with uh, more friends that we grew up with in in the high desert you know Mm -hmm. josh and neil um actually moved to la with these guys and they all went to mi together oh wow um but uh so i kind of focused more on drums at that point but um uh i just uh, and then you know one day i started writing songs again and like my uh, ricky from the sort of jelly beans was like hey dude like that song's really good like maybe we should do something that uh, you know for this you know mm-hmm. and, and then that's that's when I, I i always wanted a fender stratocaster in like like a like a seafoam uh, green like billy yeah. joe's guitar yeah like wanted one so bad and when i went into guitar center they didn't have one in that color and uh so i ended up going with the olympic white but i got a like american standard fucking olympic white like nice. fender stratocaster and i loved it dude and then uh couple years after that i went back into guitar center and i bought like a uh you know a mexican version of the uh telecaster the yeah. fender telecaster and now it's like now that's my new favorite guitar yeah. man i mean it's like 800 cheaper than my strat dude but uh, uh i just i love it yeah it's, it's it's it's
0: crazy the mexican stuff like i have two like this bass is mexican there's two behind this this PRS case. I just got this PRS, but behind that case is is a Mexican Strat and a Mexican Tele, and I fucking uh, love all those instruments. They all sound great. They play amazing. Yeah. You know, I you can't say enough about like Fender's quality coming out of those factories. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, they're pretty much doing the exact same shit. Yeah. Like
0: the components uh, might be like pay- not as good, but you know, who cares. Yeah. You can I mean, change that stuff. Uh, in-
1: I was just gonna say that in that aspect, you can change that whatever you want on yeah. a guitar. You know what I mean? As long as the the body and the the, the resonance of the of the of the of the axe sounds great, then yeah. Who cares?
0: Are you a Fender guy because the first guitars you had were Fender style, or were they like?
1: I, I'm a Fender guy because okay, well, I I actually before I before I bought my Strat, I bought a uh, Epiphone Les Paul, mm-hmm. right. And uh, I, I really like that guitar, but like the scale on the, the fretboard is like different. Like everything's yeah. a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and I have small hands. I'm yeah. five foot seven. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, it was just like, I always wanted that Billy Joe Fender Stratocaster.
2: Yeah.
1: I always loved the way it looked, And like, I grew up idolizing that band, mm-hmm. you know, and his, his style and what, like uh, his writing style and like that pop punk sound. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I mean, it was pretty much at, like pretty much after that, after I got a, a big boy job and uh, <laughs> you know, started making yeah. money. that's when I was like fucking a fender. Fender's yeah. where it's
0: at, man. Yeah, and they and I mean, don't get me wrong, they they make an amazing product. I had uh, Ron Thorne, who's the head of the Fender Custom Shop on, on the show a couple episodes ago and like, you know, I, I it was amazing getting to talk to him because I am a fan of Fender, but for me, the guitars that I gravitate towards more for feel are like Gibson products, right? So I had an Epiphone Les yeah. Paul. That was my first real guitar growing up. I still have the thing. Um, and then I have a couple of like uh, American uh, Les Pauls as well that I've sort of accumulated over the years. But um, the scale length thing is exactly like what you're talking about, but in reverse. So like I'm a small guy too. I'm 5'8". I'm but I for me, like the, the Gibson, the more compact feel of it just feels more natural to me. Than, then sort of the fender longer scale where you feel like you're reaching a little bit more but it's like definitely i i own both i can play both i just for me i always gravitate more toward the gibson stuff but this prs like man if you haven't tried these like they make this s2 line like this is like made made in the u.s but with like korean electronics fuck uh-huh. man they are amazing guitars for the money it's just like incredible hell but, yeah but oh I mean, like, yeah i uh Go ahead. Oh,
2: I was just going to say,
1: I was going to say the, uh, uh, another thing is the, uh, the Gibsons or hmm. the, the Les Pauls are so heavy. Yeah. Like you let it go and it just, it just drops the headstock yeah. drops
0: on you, you know, yeah. um, uh, you can and, get balanced then, ones. You can get balanced ones. Like uh, this black one behind me here is, uh-huh. uh, it's chambered. The whole body's chambered. So it's light as fuck. It's like, it's like, se- like seven pounds, maybe just over seven pounds. And like, oh, that's, shit. that's pretty, pretty light for a Les Paul, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But you got to search for them. like not all the, I know exactly what you're talking about. My my epiphone is a, like a rock. It's a solid there's no weight relief in it at all. It's like yep. I remember being a kid and, and having that thing slung over my shoulder and, and like band practice and your shoulder would hurt. It's so fucking heavy, right? So I being a I, small kid is like man, lugging that thing around and it was just too heavy. It was a nightmare.
1: Absolutely, and how you gonna jump? How you gonna uh, you know run faster and jump higher with your PF flyers on if you're weighted down by a guitar? Well, that's it,
0: that's it man. <laughs> that's it. I hated carrying it around; It's the fucking worst. Plus, all your school shit, like taking it to school and then bringing your backpack home, and your guitar is like, oh, like frack, man. I yeah. want something lighter. Yeah,
1: they are great sounding guitars, though. They are. I, yeah. I, 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 literally have zero qualms about about Gibson's or like Fuzz yeah. or Les Paul style. Like, I just, I, I, honestly
0: fanboy green day
1: Fender. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm <laughs> the
0: same way and slash for me was the was the guy when i was a kid right like my uncle introduced me to guns and roses when i was a kid and like seeing slash playing that that tobacco burst colored like les paul like those videos like uh-huh. it's like i want one of those bad and then uh that's what i got and just kind of like got into it but every guitar there's something to be said for having the different brands because they do sound all so different and you can get all the different tones but you have to have the guitars because it's tough to make a Les Paul sound like a strat you know what I mean on like that like a Absolutely. neck pickup of a strat you're not going to get that so you kind of yep. have to have them all and they all sort of serve their own purpose and that's why I have as many as I do and I've kind of started to thin the herd out a bit but I want to have one that does you know what I mean like each of those sounds so I can have it going forward for recording or playing live or whatever you know
1: the all the the uh the all 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 red fucking just yeah do it all, fucking yep.
0: guitar, man. <laughs> yep. Tough to find one that does everything, you know?
1: Absolutely.
0: So you guys, you said you, you and Neil and Josh grew up together, but Neil was a year younger. So did you um, guys hang out, like, even though he's a year younger, did you guys still hang out in the same circles, or how did that work?
1: Oh, yeah, dude. We, uh, well, uh, I met, okay, so I, I met Josh when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, He was a freshman, so Josh is a year younger than oh, okay. I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and then uh neil was still in eighth grade so but neil and josh knew each other yeah like they were like their family friends like mm-hmm. like real close real close um so I, I would say neil's freshman year in high school josh's sophomore my junior year is really when we all started hanging out but yeah, 100 neil was always there like nice. um, it's actually kind of mind-blowing the amount of like musical talent that there was in our group of friends yeah when we came together, like, like my buddy Tim, like he was the singer, guitar player, and all, all the bands that anyone, any of us were in mm. with him. I like, and he's like his Instagram at at, at Tim Apple Music. Uh, he fucking is just amazing. Like, he was always that dude that just had more drive than us. You know, um, he he uh, he does like acoustic sets at like wineries and uh, like down in Temecula, down in like Coronado and stuff like that. Um, but he also like. Uh, uh, like writes his own shit, and it's like, like, real like bluesy. Like it's yeah. it's really good. just. He's got a great voice and shit. Like and then and then Mike Ruden uh, was one of our other buddies that uh, uh, just would like he'd be shredding on his guitar. and He's got his eyes closed, you know, and he's just like rocking out like fucking Jimi Hendrix, you know. Up <laughs> there, and there was like there was legit like six or seven of us that just ended up doing something with our lives with with music. Mm-hmm something uh musically uh along the way. And uh, I feel I find that it's extremely rare for like that many people, that amount of people to have that ability to be able to like take it to the next level, you know. Um yeah. So but that's why three chords is, is so special for, you know, Josh Neil and I it's just like something that uh was meant to be and it, you know I I as much as I would like to say I wish it would have happened ten years ago, mm. I'm glad and it happened now because it just means that much more to us, you
0: know. Oh, for sure. And like, you know, the talent was there, but they also they also made the conscious decision to move and take their take their talent to the next level by going to Musician's Institute. Musicians yep. Institute. That's a hard thing to say without sounding drunk, by the way. Musicians <laughs> Institute. Uh, <laughs> when they went down, it's like saying judicial, like judicial, judicial. No one could say that shit. sounds sounds crazy. But when they. <laughs> When they moved down to, and to, to be part of Musicians Institute and brought their, their skill to that next level, like, you know, they, they really chased it, which is what, like, nobody told me when I was a kid that you could go to uh, an institute or a school where to become a better musician to, to hopefully attain a career in music. Nobody told me that. It was always like, oh, you should consider the trades because the, the trades are really like they're, you know, they're dying. You should become a plumber. You should do this. And it's like, that was great advice for like, if you want to live an everyday Joe life, but like if you had talent and, and not saying that I do, but for people that did have talent that didn't ever have that, that idea, that seed planted in their head, that they could be, be more with it and actually make money. Yeah. Like, you know, you're doing your kids a disservice if you don't tell them that their dream is possible, you know? Cause I used to talk Absolutely. to the guidance counselor. What do you want to do with your life? I don't know. I would tell them that. I have no idea. Like I'm in high school, like I'm in, I'm in 10th grade. How am I supposed to know what I want to do with the rest of my life? Right. Well, what do you like? Yep. And I would tell them, I like playing music. This No one ever said, well, you should go and try to become a professional musician. Never. Right. So for those guys to do that and, and really drive their, their careers and, you know, luckily Neil and, and Josh are in a great band that can tour that's on fat Records, That's amazing. Yep. And not mm-hmm. everybody can say that, but at least they got the opportunity to become the type of musicians to make that band what it is, you know? Like, absolutely like they really cement that band together like that rhythm section is incredible in that band
1: i agree fully like when i met the bomb pops for the first time there was two other guys uh playing bass and mm-hmm. drums and uh uh when i found out neil started playing bass I, I actually talked to jen and i was like hey so uh when are you bringing josh on board yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> like uh, like because uh, uh, bands are shit without good rhythm section
0: it's true 100 yeah. percent
1: true good rhythm section you could be fucking the most phenomenal guitar player or vocalist of all time and your band's going to be shit because you don't have a good rhythm section yep 100%. they're the backbone of music they're the backbone of everything you know and it's yep. funny most people like oh like oh what's what's the difference between guitar and bass guitar i'm like oh you don't hear it in the song
2: they're like no i'm like
1: listen closely. Yeah. You know, like like the majority of people, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the average everyday listener, you know, they listen to lyrics yep. and melody. Yep. You know, they don't hear what the backbone shit is there. And they don't hear what those, those dudes that are doing under everything to make everything else sound that much better.
0: Yep. I never really understood that as a kid either. Like I always knew bass, a good drummer and a good bass player were important, but I always thought that the bass player just followed the root notes. You know what I mean? And maybe did a couple little things, but the old, like, as I got older and started really listening to music and all the parts of the music and thinking about how songs are written and how, how they're recorded, man, you really can see how a good rhythm section can make a great band. You know what I mean? A band could be good, but you add a, like, a good bass player and a really good drummer, and fuck, they can be amazing, you know?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's like in a sort of jelly beans, like Wiley on guitar, you know, he's, he's, he, Wiley is one of my favorite lyricists. By the way, like he, the, his lyrics, the way he, like well, he writes lyrics, I'm like, how are you gonna fit that all in there? Oh, that's wow, that's extremely impressive. But a chick 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 chick. Ricky, the bass player, is the fucking melody. He's he's playing the melody yeah. in the songs. You know that's what you're feeling, and it's it's a rhythm section yeah. instrument, sure, but he's playing the melody. Oh yeah, like he's the balls behind everything you know so like it, it like bands like that you know people don't realize that like it, and i'm sure it might stand out it might not depending yeah. on the person's ear that's it but yeah but it's yeah it's, it is it is one of those things that like if you're gonna do this type of music ska music ska punk music and you are you know there's not a whole lot going on the guitar run with it
0: yeah you yeah. know
1: let the bassist run with it oh
0: shit yeah yeah 100 percent. neil does it great in the bomb pops man like his his like bass work on that on their newest album Death in Venice Beach is really good. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Yeah, he's
1: yeah. got a great he's got a great ear for melody. he did the same shit for for the three chords tunes, man. Mm. I like like right from the beginning, I was like, hey man, I want you to basically play lead guitar. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: yeah. yeah,
1: play shit like you're like you're like you're doing melody shit just. Mm-hmm. Play your bass like you're playing the lead guitar over yeah. my basic power chord rhythm shit.
0: Yeah, that's you know? good, man. It's, it's nice he had that outlook and gave him that, that rope because you know I can only imagine what those songs are going to sound like. I, I'm, I'm really interested to hear, so as soon as they're out, let me know, and, and I want to check them out immediately. Um, Absolutely, we'll we're, we're starting to run a little bit short on time, so I want to get to a couple more questions before we, before we get you out of here. Um, okay. National Drum League, what's happening with that? Because I know Josh told me a little bit about it when he was on, but are you guys still in the works doing stuff with, with that?
1: Yeah, I, things kind of got put on hold for the time being. Uh Jesse Oquist, uh from mm-hmm. Oquist Drums, like he's the one, he's like he's 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 El Capitan, you know, mm-hmm. he's El Jefe. Um, he kind of runs all that stuff. But uh um yeah, we're actually uh there's there's plans in the future for more interviews and shit, which is it's kind of cool because you get, get you know, get get the whole you know, drummer thing out there to people. You yeah. know, like instead of everybody wanting to play guitar, you know, everyone wanted to be in the limelight. Like, there's so much more. Like, and d- drums are my my first love. Mm-hmm. They will always be my first love. Um, so yeah, we're definitely planning on doing some more interviews. I think we used, we what we were doing in the past is we were pre-recording them and then like editing them and posting them. Yep. I think what we're gonna try to do is I think we're gonna try to do some live interviews. Oh wow. Which should be a lot of fun but yeah we're definitely moving forward with that because we want to you know uh uh bring bring the the, the spotlight to drums mm-hmm. um per se you know just just kind of like sh- put it out there a little bit more for the people so they can kind of see you know like oh my god like okay i didn't even know that dude's name yeah like and like i had no idea how much work and effort he put mm-hmm. into it you know yeah. it's uh um so yeah we're definitely going to be doing some more more dr- national drumming stuff which is good I'm really excited about it. I love that
0: shit. So. Yeah. Cause Josh did the same kind of thing when he was on and I, and then I haven't really seen a whole ton. Uh, like I follow the Instagram page and on YouTube and stuff and I haven't really seen a whole lot, yeah. but, but it, it's been interesting to hear. And I, and I love like, you know, that's why I, for this thing, I try to get a lot of musicians on because I love talking music and hearing different perspectives and it's no different with drummers, but you don't often hear from drummers, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like Dean Del Rey is a, is a, he's got a, he's a comedian. That's got a great podcast podcast called let there be talk. And he's, he's got a lot of like different musicians on like keyboardists, drummers, you know what I mean? Like, and it's great to hear from those people instead of always just the front men or like the lead guitarist or something like that, that the people that resonate more with the fans. Right. But like the drummer exactly. and the bass player, it's cool to hear their stories too, because they've got a lot of good shit to talk about, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the integral parts of the music you're hearing. Oh, fuck <laughs> you yeah.
0: Know? Oh yeah. It's the glue. <laughs> it, it really is the glue that holds everything together. Absolutely. And uh, here's the thing I ask all my guests. Spotify is great at giving you suggestions and and things like that, but I like to find out what my guests are listening to right now. Are you listening to the same old stuff you always have, or have have there been any new bands that have kind of tickled you that you can maybe give me the heads up on?
1: Dude, I I am a creature of habit, okay? Pretty much everything I do, like, when I get in the car, I'm like, I already know what I want to listen to. And after that, like... While I'm listening to that that band, i got strung out or no facts. I, I know what I'm going to put on next most of the time. I do love hearing new bands. Um, uh, I think I mentioned them earlier. Um, he- the Hextalls, yeah, is a band I'm super into right now. They are so fucking rad, dude. Are they, and- they
0: named after like Ron Hextall or whatever his name was? That hockey player, dude. Monster, okay, right? okay, so,
1: yep. So check it, dude. They, they have they even have a song like about it's about going to a Rangers game and like. They say they they say so like he's like he's like never trust a girl in a Richter jersey. <laughs> like the first time I heard that shit, I lost my mind. dude. I, and like I, uh, I I I love hearing new music like that or like just you know checking out new stuff. But like I I would say I would say my playlist is pretty much set in stone. But I I do love I do love you know uh, stuff like that. putting yeah. on new music. He- Hex dolls are probably like my my jam right
0: yeah. now. Yeah, and so. that that's a thing for me too. Is like I. I like finding new music, but I find it so hard to get out of that groove unless somebody tells me about a band. You know what I mean? Like I hate when, yeah. to be honest, I hate when Spotify suggests shit for me. I just like skip it because I'm like, ah, fuck, I want to hear like what it's something I know, especially when you're in the car to and from work, you want to hear what, you know, you know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. Singing along to it. <laughs> yeah. Like air drumming. Like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, had I not ever like clicked on, you know, Mike murders fucking tag, I would have never known about Murderland. You know what I mean? So you have to give shit a shot, but it's, fuck, it. as an adult, when you're busy and you're driving to and from work and you just want to get your brain, like, you know, like, out of work mode and start getting, thinking about, like, after shit, after work shit, you like to hear the familiar stuff, so I I completely understand where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. It's like, like, you know, it's like, at what point did I become that get-off-my-lawn guy, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I feel that very deeply. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) When uh, when do you guys expect the the new record to be out?
1: Man, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, still
0: still <laughs> mastering it and stuff.
1: Uh, well, I, I think it's mostly done. But Josh and Neil being on tour right yeah. now with Bayside and um, and Census fail. I, I uh, we're kind of just kind of just putting it on the back burner. I mean, like I I told those dudes right at the beginning, I was like, hey, I don't want to take anything away from mm-hmm. what you guys are doing professionally. Um, this is basically like a fun side project. Um, we're uh, hopefully hopefully by the end of this year like maybe in the first couple of months next year we'll release the album you know re- release a single yep um we're talking about doing a music video you know for the single um just trying to go hard with it you know yeah. just put it out there and just like fucking see where it goes from there uh obviously our expectations are they are what they are. Yeah. Um, you know, but at the same time, just putting out music, like we're just, we're mm-hmm. looking forward to that shit. We don't know when, but yeah. um, it, it'll be, it'll be soon. Okay. Sooner than later, for sure. You'll
0: have to let me know. And then if, uh, if this thing keeps going, I, I, I often struggle finding people that <laughs> want to be on. And I really appreciate everyone that's willing to be on like yourself and, and give me some of your time. But uh, it, as long as I keep releasing episodes, if you guys put it out, I'd, I'd love to spin a song at the start of the start of one of the shows and, and uh, let people hear your stuff um for as many yeah, people man. that listen to this as they do uh, uh, absolutely joe maybe maybe next time next
1: time i'm on we can have all three of us you know what i, I mean love it. Can, uh, after, after the album comes out we can just talk about that shit so
0: i've been trying to pin down neil for for quite a while um mm-hmm. josh was easier to get than i thought but neil's been busy with other things and so we've, we we kind of were talking in and out and then i kind of had some shit happen the last few months so i haven't really released an episode in a long time but i really want to get back yeah. on him for when he's back from tour and maybe we can, we can set something up, but I would love to have all three of you on. That'd be amazing. And discuss, oh, yeah. discuss the record and talk about the tracks. That'd be awesome. Um, Absolutely. In, in the meantime, what's your, do you want to tell everyone your Instagram handle?
1: Oh uh, yeah. It's at, it's at Michael shades. M I K E O O L S H A D S. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, 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 it's like my it's like my persona. Like yeah. I I uh, I actually kind of dug myself my own grave because playing guitar on stage, like because I'm not that good with sunglasses on, it's kind of a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, well, I kind of made my bed. I better just lay in that <laughs> shit
2: now. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: but no, it's it's it, it, uh, it, it's fun. Yeah, like the, the Instagram is fun, you yeah. know. I I like to post funny shit, band stuff. Yeah. You know, I post about my family. Yeah. I um. Uh, like I said, dude, I, I love with everything that I, that yeah. I am, dude, I, I put my heart out there. I wear my heart on my sleeve, you know, I, it's okay for men to cry in my oh, personal hundred percent, man. When you were saying that <laughs> yeah. earlier, it's
0: like, I, I felt that, like there's this guy, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's just this, this guitar player, the Southern, Southern rock guitar player called Marcus King, singer, singer, songwriter, guitar player. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And fucking sometimes his tunes just hit me the right way, man. If I'm feeling some kind of way that day and I hear his tunes, i well up for sure. You know, they, they're, they those songs come from the heart and you can definitely feel it in the lyrics and the way he sings them. And if you haven't heard of them, check them out. They've, they've got an amazing live performance on, uh, on YouTube. I'll send you a link you can check out. Um,
1: yeah, please do. Yeah. Ab- dude, Absolutely. one hundred percent. As far as amazing. like emotionally, that's yeah, absolutely.
0: And they can link to like th- your three chord stuff will be linked from your, from your main page. Right. They can find the, the Instagram for that one there
1: yeah yeah so i think it's at three underscore chords i I tried to uh, we tried to get just three chords no underscore and uh, some chick had it yeah i "Ah, I hate that whatever
0: i know i hate that (laughs) you think of a great one and some assholes got it that has like one follower and has zero posts and you're like this is just a bot (laughs) that just stole my fucking awesome instagram name um i know
1: you're right and it's, it's funny because with the band name like three chords in itself yeah we're making um, like when i came up with that idea we're making fun of ourselves yeah dude. like what do people say about punk rock oh three chord <laughs> punk rock music yeah yeah fuck you we're three chords bitch let's <laughs> yeah, do it yeah you know? <laughs> yeah you're owning
0: it you're owning the spirit of punk rock right
1: absolutely dude unabashedly this is who i am <laughs> like it or don't you know what i mean it's, it's like like in the words of the great Mitch Hedberg, people either love us or they hate us or they think we're okay. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? exactly, exactly. Oh man, he was so
0: great. Your, but your your uh, personal Instagram page, the Mike Cool Shades, is such a good name though because it's such an easy one to remember. And I think about it every time I go to put my fucking sunglasses on. I think about it. So I was, I had, I just recently, like, I was at the uh, like a hardware store and I like was in line and they had these sunglasses and I pulled them off, and I put them on my face and I, I love blue mirrored. Uh, lenses and they had them and i put them on and i thought holy fuck they actually fit my face because my head's kind of small and and i thought wow that's great so i brought them home the same night or maybe the next night we were taking the dog for a walk and i'm like ah, oh, shit i forgot to grab some water so i went to the fridge and filled up my bottle out of the brita but i had my glasses on and fuck, it spilled all over the top of the bottle right and all over the floor so i came back out into the garage the wife's like what took you so long i'm like ah, oh, fuck i had to clean up water i spilled it i overfilled the bottle she's like how'd you manage that i said i had my cool shades on Like it just, it just (laughs) popped, it popped in my head and it made her giggle. Right. And then I had to like fess up. I'm like, my cool shades is this Instagram guy that I, this person I follow on Instagram. And, but it was just the first thing that came to my head. I had my cool shades on. Like, (laughs) dude.
1: yeah, dude, dude, that, that was, that was kind of the whole funny thing behind it. Like I was like, my name is Mike oh shit my cool oh, sh- <laughs> oh, shit my cool shit i fuck i have i, I there's, there's no way i can't do this now I, I,
0: I, I <laughs> well it's an easy one to remember and i think a lot of people are you know hopefully uh the the band gets lots of success and people lots people start following the instagram i think you've got a great you know just having josh and neil on there is going to help a lot with that because they've got a lot of exposure Absolutely. and uh i hope Absolutely. i hope i hope i hope i get to come to la sooner than later my my original plan was to come this october and uh mm. i was talking with uh the guys in murderland about maybe seeing if they could put a show on around the time that i was planning my visit so i could catch them live because they're not going to tour to canada i don't think anytime soon so um yeah. but now the restrictions are getting crazy again we still can't come to the states you know so i don't know what's happening but i would love it if if 3 chords could play with with murderland when i came down that'd be amazing to catch up with everyone and see the, see the songs live
1: that would be so rad, and I can almost guarantee that's just gonna happen, dude. It's <laughs> like the, the the show, like Josh's dream, is to have a Bomb Pops Murderland three chord show. Oh, that's awesome! So be that way awesome. he can like 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 just pull triple duty.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like like and honestly, like what you were saying about having Josh and Neil on the record, like um uh, we actually we actually I actually uh sing a duet with Jen from the Bomb Pops. Dude, oh wow, on the record.
0: Yeah, I so, saw everyone in the studio there, and I was wondering what was going to go on with that. I actually forgot until you just brought that up right now. So that's actually what happened. She sang on the record.
1: Yeah, dude, and we're super stoked on it. Like, nice. it's uh, it, it's about like you know me and Jen meeting and stuff like that. Of course, we threw a spin on it. And yeah. it's, uh, You know, try try to uh, lighten it up a bit. Yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about that too, man. And it's it's huge too for like it was so fucking rad of her to take the time out of her her day. You yeah. know, over her weekend to come into the studio with us and like track this shit with us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we also did like a collaborative thing with like you know Ephraim from Death by Stereo and Jenny from Bad Cop Bad Cop. Oh like, shit! We did like a we did like a like a together in the studio like live recording. Yeah. like it's it, it's it's gonna be really fucking cool, man. And oh, man. like oh, for all those people to show up and show their love and like support for for you know us. Yeah, and knowing Josh and Neil, like it was huge, man. So really looking forward to it
0: holy fuck me too man now, now I really want to hear the stuff I can't wait till it comes out uh, make sure like I said make sure to let me know um, when it's being released I'm, I mean I follow the page so I'm going to see when it's released but but keep in touch I, I'd love to have you on again someday for a part two we just did two hours like it flies by you know two hours, oh, hours. Shit. I try to cap these things at two hours because I feel like I could talk to guests for four hours you know what I mean but yeah, we can't oh yeah, Like oh yeah. no, nobody wants to listen to us bullshit for <laughs> any longer than two yeah. hours I don't think <laughs>
2: that's true, but, that's
0: uh, true. Hey,
1: people probably tune out after 20 minutes after hearing me talk dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't think so i think we had a, a great a great conversation so me too man
1: i enjoyed it thoroughly
0: let's uh let's keep in touch and then we'll uh do a part two someday I, right. uh, you know maybe after the record comes out if, like i said if you if you guys all want to be on together fuck that'd be amazing um
1: absolutely yeah. man absolutely and thanks again for having me dude i i'm i'm always down to do shit like
0: no this, problem at all it. man me too i love doing it i don't get to do it enough i feel like i'm, I'm short on time always but i'm like I said, if I get someone like yourself that's willing to be on, I, I'm just super appreciative of your time and really appreciate it. So thanks for being here. Don't go away just yet, though. I'm going to do a little wrap up here, like I always do at the end of the show, and then I'll say a proper goodbye to you. All right, all right, everybody. So thanks for tuning in to episode 22 of the, of the I Got Ass podcast with with the great Mike Garrett, otherwise known as Mike Cool Shades, Mike Cool Shades, uh, on Instagram. Uh, Go follow them, follow Three Chords, and uh, stay tuned for future episodes of this show. I don't know who the next guest is going to be, but I'm working on it every day. Um, If you like what you heard, you can give us a a follow on Instagram, if if you don't already, and the Facebook page as well, please, is another important one. And uh, as always, you can email me at igapodcast at gmail.com with any uh, questions or comments you have, uh, constructive feedback, tell me I suck, whatever you want to do, you can do it there. So that's it, guys. Uh, Stay tuned, and we'll see you on the next one.